So we were going to lead with the story about J6, that woman who got caught lying again. It's funny because you have conservative papers that hate Trump and you have Democrats and they're all like, this is the bombshell testimony. And then a bunch of people come out and they're like, yeah, I will swear under oath she's lying. But they believe it anyway. Uh, and then we thought, you know what? It's just so boring. Can we make fun of Ocasio-Cortez instead? Because Colbert asked her to run for president. or asked if she was going to run for president and she didn't say no. And she was like, yeah, well, you know. And then she also, it's it's really amazing because, you know, uh, please, someone what, someone help this country. AOC goes on, on primetime television to millions of people and she strung a bunch of words about the Civil War together that made literally no sense and everyone's clapping for it. And I'm just like, she does, like, it's amazing. It's, she, she made comments about Abraham Lincoln, the Supreme Court, why Joe Biden should take certain action. And it's like, she just made it all up. It's absolutely amazing. Her, her timeline is wrong. Her history is wrong. The actions taken were wrong. And I'm sitting there watching and Colbert's like, you should be president. And I'm like, oh, look at man. That. I got, that's actually pretty Chad. You know, just, <laughs> just go on television in front of a bunch of people who can fact check you and start <laughs> making stuff up. Like, yeah, no, he should do this because that's what Abe Lincoln did. And you're what? like, do you have a was, source? Like, I made it up. Yeah, no, I made that, that up. That happened six years. She's like, Abraham Lincoln, you know, Dred Scott was issued. So Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. And it's like, AOC, that was six years before. She said the- Six years! What she are you talking said about? the Confederates packed the Supreme Court. Or she said the Confederates got their people into the Supreme Court. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know what? Okay, so, so we, it's gonna uh, be yeah, fun yeah. roasting we'll, all that. Yeah, but there. there's some other, some other funny news too in Iowa. But after Roe v. Wade's repeal, Republicans gained in the polls. So they can come out, and I'll tell you this too, the Democrats were funding Trump-supporting candidates thinking it was going to help them. And then in Colorado, the moderate won. So they wasted all of that money and just propped up and expanded Trump's message. These people are not smart people. And AOC, she really, really does prove it every single day. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about what's going on with January 6th. But my friends, don't forget... Head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work as a member. You'll get access to exclusive segments from this show, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., the uncensored after-hours show where we swear a lot, and uh, you don't want your kids listening to that one, but it is a whole lot of fun, and it's often very funny. You'll also be supporting our journalists and our infrastructure. We use Rumble so we can help build an ecosystem that is more resilient to censorship for everybody. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and... Joining us today to discuss all of this, we got Royce White. Thanks for having me. Who are you? What do you do? Well, I guess the most important thing I'm doing right now is running for United States Congress against mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar. Well, all right. In, in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District, and we're in the, the dead heat of that campaign. I got a primary August 9th against a, a, a rhino uniparty globalist uh, who, who said that abortion was red meat politics for the base at our convention. Wow. And when Roe v. Wade passed, she she celebrated it because, I mean, you don't have to keep account of the things you said yesterday. When it got overturned. Yeah. yeah. She acted like she was on on board. So, yeah, running for Congress, also playing in the big three. Um, Our season started two weeks ago, and and I got that going on as well and still training mixed martial arts every day in preparation for whenever the election is over to, to try and fight again. Right on, man. Thanks for hanging out. We also got Shim Sham. Uh, yeah, before I uh, introduce myself, I just wanted to make a comment here. You mentioned the Republicans becoming more popular uh, after banning abortion. <laughs> There's this talking point we kept hearing about Roe v. Wade. And if it's overturned, people will turn against Republicans. It'll hurt them in the polls. Like, yeah, you know what's going to make Republicans really unpopular? 
if they accomplish something yeah. for yeah. once ever, they, that, that would be so bad for them. Doing what the Republicans <laughs> ask the politicians to do is is bad. For 50 years, mm-hmm. they finally did the thing, finally accomplished it. <laughs> it looks, it's a bad look, I know. Um, I am Seamus Coglin. I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. And this, unfortunately, is going to be my last show for a while. So they've made me a cake, which I very much appreciate. Lids decorated this. It's What's beautiful. the for? Um, because for just five bucks a month, you can become a member <laughs> at freedomtunes.com. So I know that I'm going to be leaving the show for a while here, folks, but you can still get your dose of Seamus. Go to freedomtunes.com, become a member. You'll get an extra cartoon each week. You'll be helping us get independent from YouTube. I love you all, and I think this is going to be a great show. It no. says we'll miss you on the cake. And yeah. I, it says we'll miss yeah. you. I know you won't. But I, we're, we're, we're not. We, we, we're not about fake news on this show. Okay. So I, I got to so, fact check that. But hold on. It says we'll miss you. It's not necessarily. It, 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 that's not indicative of a consensus, yeah, right? Like at least yeah. at least two people yeah. here will miss. Oh, that's me. true. At least yeah. two. Yeah. At least two. <laughs> at least two. All people, right. Fair that's point. It. Yeah. Technically correct. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday, Seamus. But not morally accurate. Thank you. But not morally correct. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland up in the house. Nothing to shout out yet, so let's just get going. Let's move it along. I'm excited. We always have a great time with Royce. I am the one who did the lettering on that cake. It is not my finest work, but I did it in about 10 minutes. I think I should have said, I wish you already. That was Brett's <laughs> idea. Which I know. I was like, "How? why were you not here 10 minutes earlier? But oh, well, we will miss Seamus. All right, everybody. Let's jump into this first story. We got it from the Huffington Post. You know how much we love the Huffington Post. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has pithy reply when asked if she'll run for president. The popular progressive House member had just watched Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony at the January 6th hearing when Colbert popped the question. That's right. They're getting married, everybody. Colbert and AOC. I'm kidding. So he asks her. He's like, this is really, really funny because he roasted Joe Biden at the same time. So uh, respect for that. Uh, They don't actually. Oh, they don't actually show what he said about Colbert. That's funny. He said no matter how many times. People ask Joe Biden if he's going to run for re-election, and he says yes. They ignore what he says and then ask other people to run. <laughs> so the New York Times actually ran this article. Check this out. Biden irked by Democrats who won't take yes for an answer on 2024. Oh, Yo, it's not about taking yes for an answer. It's about how even if you say yes, they're like, dude's brain doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they're, they don't think he's going to run anyway. So here's the best part. Colbert's like, I know someone who's going to turn 35 and uh, right before the election. Ha ha. Could it be you? And then she said, listen, we need to keep, we need to focus on keeping democracy for anybody to be president in the next couple of years. She replied, my central focus is helping the people of this country right now. So it's possible. I don't know about that. Well, I don't think she's actually going to run. But the fact that on primetime TV, Stephen Colbert is asking her if she will. I think what we're seeing, you had CNN say, Hillary? It's her time now. Did you see that article from Chris Eliza and then everyone made fun of her? This is hilarious. One of her, uh, her former campaign strategists came out and said her polling is actually, her numbers are, or ratings are worse than Trump's. <laughs> so he's like, no, 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 Hillary. No, she's not coming back. I think the Democrats and the estate and the corporate press, they're desperate to try and find someone. Mm. I think the goal of asking AOC is so that they drop the stone in the water to see where the ripples go. They make the statement. And now they want to see how the press handles it and what the reaction from the public is. Yes. They never said she's going to run. But what happens if all of a sudden people start saying, yeah, AOC should run and there's big fervor and and fire under it. Then they'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, okay." So they're testing the waters, trying to see who they can get. And I got to be honest, when I heard that they asked, that Colbert asked if she'd run, I'm like, out of all the Democrats that are available, she'd beat them all. 
Save Michelle Obama, maybe. Michelle, but yeah. Gavin Newsom, AOC would would do better. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there's there's an important point here. So if the Democrats know anything, that they're starting to realize that they don't have that much of a shot in 2024 if trends continue. There's not much hope for their party right now. And so it could be possible that what they would plan on doing is putting up some throwaway candidate in 2024 who's anti-establishment and actually relatively popular with their base so that next time an election comes along, Long when a Democrat actually does stand a chance of winning, they can go, we tried this anti-establishment person, mm. the people weren't interested, they lost, we're not going to run them. Or they can use this as an opportunity to raise AOC's profile. That too. Right now, she's just a popular House member. She's not a senator. She's not that big. A presidential campaign run where they expect to lose can can push her up to a very prominent public space at the national level. A- am I in this conversation already? Absolutely. Yeah, jump in. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. good. Uh, we gotta debunk this right now. I can't, I can't stand it. This whole facade that AOC is anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fair enough, fair it, enough. Is She's... a complete scam. They want to run her as anti-establishment. Exactly. But I, I want to say that. Exactly. The, the ploy that they're running is that when you say you're socialist, then you're anti-corporate. Mm-hmm. But when you plan to expand socialism to the global scale, it's the ultimate form of corporatism. Yeah, I would agree. And also, there's nothing AOC believes that our public education system has not been set up to brainwash children into believing. So I know I totally agree with you. I mean, she eats out of the palm of the establishment, but she's viewed as yes. an outsider. But if they don't, and I wanted to say, if they if they don't win in 2024, it's over. Because the young America First populist movement that's on the rise is going to go in and crush the old narrative that allowed an AOC to mm. pose as anti-corporate. And it's all mostly predicated on, one, the story of blacks historically in the country. That's kind of the linchpin of grievance politics and mm. anti-establishment. But also the young people who are indoctrinated at schools. And if the conservatives win in the midterms in the 2024, we got to go back and take those schools. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think we're headed towards a um, – there's a strong possibility of hyper-racialization happening in the next several years. Yeah. There was a viral thread where this uh, this dude said, you know, uh, there are young white men in school being told that they're the oppressors. Then they see that most people in college are female. Then they see that, like, you know, when they apply for a job, they're like, we're not hiring any white men. And so this is a big thread where they explained that, you know, maybe it applies to older white men. Because when those older white men were younger, they were the majority and they controlled a lot of the space. But now that it's inverted, younger white men are growing up being told that they're the evil oppressors, but they're getting held back and they're getting restrained. So they're getting angry and they're forming racial identitarian groups or they're starting to coalesce around race. Mm -hmm. So the left in pushing this stuff. I think is hyper-racializing everything. 100%. 100%. What they're banking on is that white people are always going to self-flagellate every single time a discussion on racial issues comes up because that's sort of been the status quo. But ultimately, at some point, white guilt runs out. So it's it's generational. It's generational memory. Uh, what people don't understand when it comes to politics, they talk about like the pay gap, right? Yeah, but for which demographic? The pay gap exists mm-hmm. for sure among boomers. The pay gap 
exists among millennials, but it's inverted. Millennial women make more money than millennial men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Millennial women are more likely to graduate college than millennial men. Mm-hmm. Yet they keep pushing a narrative as if it's the younger generation suffering what the older generation went through. And that's going to cause a serious problem. Because in these stories, whether it's about uh, leftist racial identitarianism, creating more white uh, identitarianism, or social issues that were relevant 50 years ago, not being relevant today, and then punishing young people today based on grievances of the past, you are going to raise a generation with an inverted system, which causes oppression, which causes anger and animosity. Mm -hmm. The only difference is right now, they're telling the young majority, white males, that they're evil and oppressors, and then restricting them. But these young young men don't know anything about the civil rights movement. They didn't experience that. They weren't part of it. They don't think about slavery, Jim Crow. They weren't a part of it. They don't think about the Klan. They don't. They they they're not alive during a time of the Klan, and they weren't a part of it. But they're still the majority. So what happens when you when you raise a the majority and 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 tell them that they're evil oppressors, and you take from them, you make it harder for them. Yo, they're gonna come out in force. They're gonna vote in force. And then it's really going to flip. Pendulum is going to swing hard in the other direction. Bunch of kids that believe they're evil oppressors grow up to become evil oppressors. Gotta no, no, that's out. not what I'm saying. Well, that's I'm also going to happen. I'm saying that it's possible. A lot of them yeah. do. It's that this this you know 17 year old white kid is like there. You said there's a pay gap. Why do all the women make more money? Huh. You said you said that men are privileged. How come I can't get a job? You <laughs> yeah. said that men, men are privileged. How come the women are the ones who are graduating from college? Right. How is it me? Because they do not live in the generation's past. This this thing where people are telling us one thing, but it's not right, like that the economy is doing great when you have like the, the speaker. Or, uh, it's driving people crazy. It's driving me crazy. It's got to be driving young people crazy because they don't have the context I have, at least the outlet I have for the most part. Not that all of them don't, but I mean, it's got to be driving people insane. That's dangerous. My, my, my concern about the entire race conversation that I've been thinking about more recently is the concept of white itself. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I totally agree. Well, but what do you mean by that? Uh, well, I'm Irish. The, 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 uh, what I mean is, it's true. There's, there's a bit of a double cross and triple cross when it comes to saying who's white. I mean, Barack Obama was white. Mm-hmm. What, what I mean is, you know, in in Europe, let's say for example, is white. Sorry, nobody nobody calls themselves white. You're from Spain. You're from Romania. Mm-hmm. You're from. Uh, Italy, you're from the UK, you're Irish, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. In America, we've kind of been the driving force of creating a, 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 a you know, unified white identity that's an amalgamation of a bunch of European clans that used to oppress and kill each other. And that framework of history gets completely lost apparently. on young people. Still do, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Russia but, and but, but that, Exactly, yeah. Well, the Russians aren't even considered white in modern. They're they're Slavs, but yeah, yeah, yeah Slavics are peop, uh, people of color, apparently. They, like they are people of color. Yeah, like, like our friend Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that, but <laughs> it just it, it it just shows you that the the history uh, is is something that's lost on on many people in its premise. Yeah, yeah I, I, real, real I want to make a point about this. But just uh, uh, as you mentioned, your problem with the, the concept of white, I, I agree. Luke Rudkowski has blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, but he's Slavic, so they say he's a person of color, and I'm just yeah. like, all right, you lost me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's completely absurd. I've said this before. The idea of just like one wholesale white identity erases the different ethnic groups that actually fall under that umbrella. And it's interesting how that definition has changed over time. Historically, in this country, it was basically a label that was used to exclude Catholics. It was all of the people who had white skin but were from Catholic cultures who were considered non-white. So the Irish, the Polish, the Italians. And now today... 
Irish people are considered white, but Irish people weren't considered white until being white meant you had to apologize for being white all the time. Well, so <laughs> this is this is actually the left's argument. That's, That's what it is. Their, their argument is that white changes. Mm-hmm. That Italian people weren't considered white. Therefore, white whiteness today doesn't really mean the color of your skin. It means like your dominant ideas, social structure. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the you know the Washington Post said that I'm far right white nationalist. Now they're going to start calling black people. <laughs> Serious. They're going to start they are, calling yeah. black people who are America first. Larry Elder. Yeah, you're white Candace nationalist. Candace Owens. Clarence Thomas. It's, so, it's like, yeah. it's like it, 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 Dave Chappelle's skit has come to life. Mm-hmm. Clayton, was it Clayton Bigsby? Bigsby, yeah. 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 I can't, you know, Dave, you're a prophet. How is this, how is this real life? It's almost like he manifested it. He made this skit thinking like this, I'll make something so crazy it'll never work. Yeah. You know, the fascinating thing about that Clayton Bigsby segment was it showed that it was about culture and ideas more mm-hmm. than race. That, in his bit, the point being made was that the white supremacists were like, he's such a good speaker and his ideas are so beneficial to us. We gotta, we gotta keep him around. And then there was the scene where he sees, he hears the rap music and it's three white guys and then he calls him a racial slur and they liked it because they were trying to That's be That's right. They're like, cool. Yeah. Like the, the, the point was interesting. It was that it was about culture, not about yeah. race. Yeah. And I think that that actually is still true today. But, you know, I agree with you. But they want to they want to have it both ways, right? So the left wants to talk about this idea of a white identity, and um, they'll claim that whiteness changes over time, and it's an arbitrary construct. But then they'll turn around and go, "You have white skin. You are objectively right. white. Therefore, when I don't they, have to listen to your opinion." To. Exactly. Dave Chappelle was also brilliant in that when he said he made the joke that people in the LGBTQ like to claim that they're minorities until it's time to be white. Right. Uh, like when he made the skit about the cops being called, and yeah. you know, nobody nobody who's black and trans says. Uh, Oh, well, my name is Clifford because when the cop shows up, <laughs> they don't care who which one of you is Clifford. They, you know, if you have black, basically, he was saying that black skin is an immutable quality, mm. and gender identity is not immutable. Yeah, well, so this is something I, I I used to bring this up because one argument that was always made around ten years ago is that like, oh, you know, the um, question of homosexuality and homosexual unions and LGBTQ rights is like the racial struggle of our day. It's the civil rights struggle, and that's completely absurd. I mean, first of all, like, there's no in the closet if you're black. Right. right, like you're just right. black everywhere. It's it's completely different. Right. It's completely well, different. But they want because it's understood that it's a powerful rhetorical tool because Americans care a whole lot about race. If you want people to be sympathetic to a group of people, you say, "Look, what's happening to them is just like what happened to black people historically." They, they mentioned that this is like the civil rights fight of our day. Mm-hmm. They say things like. You know, Seamus, you would have been on the side of Jim Crow and yeah. the slavers, and it's like it's like no Catholics were not. Yeah, and it's not just that; it's that like we're effectively dissidents in the to the establishment. We are opposing the established order. Right. You guys are in favor of what Walmart wants, right. mm-hmm. but it's not the civil rights fight of our day because none, none of it makes sense. Like when Larry Elder comes out and he says, "Here's what I think we can do for black families," and they go, "You're a white supremacist." I'm like. Bro, you're a white person calling a black man a white supremacist because you don't like his politics. You're not fighting for civil rights. You're just an egotist who doesn't like the fact that your your cudgel, racism, doesn't work or make sense. Mm -hmm. The same thing with with Candace Owens. Black, white supremacists. No, neither. They're neither. That's that's insane. They're just people with ideas you don't like. Well, Mm -hmm. the people who they think are white supremacists aren't even white supremacists, let alone the black people being white supremacists. Mm -hmm. But... The other, the other interesting historical piece of this that I think paints this cultural appropriation that the LGBTQ movement is doing goes all the way back to the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was the original creator and founder of the Rainbow Coalition. 
And it wasn't until nine years after he died that the artist from California took the rainbow icon and used it for the LGBTQ. And what most people don't talk about when they talk Panthers or Fred Hampton or the Rainbow Coalition is that the white organization that was a part of the three organizations that that made up the Rainbow Coalition were the Young Patriots. And guess what their icon was? The Confederate flag. Wow. <laughs> wow. They were Southern sovereigns. Wait, wait, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. So they decided to change the uh, – I remember they changed the pride flag and they added a black and brown stripe. <laughs> no clue what it means. Don't ask me. It's It's for black and brown people. No, it's not. It, well, that's what they said. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just, I'm just like, is it, if this flag is for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans, is it, did they add another, did they add another B to it for black? <laughs> so it's LGBTQBB. Why are black and brown people in the LGBT flag? Like, what's the insinuation? Why is T well, in the so LGBT stupid, flag? Right? I don't understand this stuff right now. Well, it's also, I've said this before on the show, but it's the design is so stupid because for like the different sexual identities, they want these different colors of the rainbow to represent something abstract. And it's like, what is the brown for? It's like brown people. It was the black for black people. It's like, wait, they, why, like, why, did, like, why didn't they get creative colors? Why hey, did they, everyone else get, they, they added a white triangle to it. Did they really? Yeah. yeah, they did, yeah. Learning like, that the rainbow, for white people, the rainbow's from the rainbow coalition, which was a multi cultural thing makes a lot more sense well the rainbow was well the rainbow coalition was initially um fred hampton although the black panthers had this marxist leninist uh philosophical background uh fred hampton was kind of an an anomaly in chicago and he had his own you know version of the black panthers you could say and and that was the rainbow coalition in which he kind of reoriented the black panthers focus on the working class and he Mm -hmm. said that despite the racial issues that do exist in america there is a greater uh predation happening on the working class economically that was the whole motif of the rainbow coalition was the working the unity of working class whites blacks and and latinos so each color in the the original pride flag like represented some idea and i think they actually had magic in there and then they were like we should yeah we should get rid of the magic from this flag does that make sense and then um i don't understand the only thing i don't understand is how like is there a committee that decides when the flag should be changed? Because one day so people were just like, hey, we added black and brown. And then everyone started making these these flags with a black and brown stripe. Then they were like, okay, actually, we're going to put the trans triangle in the side. And we're going to put the black and brown in the triangle instead. And then someone was like, we should put a yellow triangle in there too. And a purple circle. Now, all of a sudden, those flags are flying everywhere. But like, who decided that would be the flag? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Start making it. What is it going to look like in two years? Ah. Well, the joke is that the, 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 the uh, trans triangle is pushing the, the rainbow out because it, it's it's yeah. gradually taking up more and more space. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I got to give a shout out. We're going to we're going to keep the focus on uh, uh, I guess the racial politics of the day because we have more from Colbert and AOC. And I'm sorry, you know, there's a lot of important things we can talk about, but making fun of AOC is is fun. It's fun. And um, <laughs> look, I I I, tr- I I try not to be overtly just like haha. Let's mock her for the sake of mocking her. Yo, she went on Stephen Colbert's show to millions of people, strung together a bunch of history words that made no sense with a straight face. And I'm just, it's laughably absurd that she would be asked if she would be president after saying (laughs) something so nonsensical. But, you know, Seamus pointed out it's a Chad move to go on TV and just be like, yeah, you know, um, Abraham Lincoln, he was a Capricorn. (laughs) And, uh, 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 you know, Winston Churchill. They were cousins. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. Yeah. Separate, and you're, it's like making like Stephen Colbert's sure? like, will you be my president? Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joan of Arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lincoln's mom. That's pretty cool for sure. Let me play you this clip. Joan, no, Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. Haven't you seen Noah's wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Noah's I'm gonna play wife. this clip for you because yeah. it's gonna make you laugh. 
So Colbert basically answers a ton of questions for AOC on her behalf. And then she says this. What action would you like to see the Congress take? Well, I think a history really informs a lot. Can you turn this up? Um, Does it inform you? <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> Can you up in the, turn to the people? and, and big in the volume? Like the <laughs> well, I think a history really informs a lot. Um, and it gives us lessons here. Because this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, in the 1800s, the Supreme Court was taken Ooh. over uh, by the Confederate South and was starting to rule in ways that limited Abraham Lincoln, for example. In, in the Dred Scott ruling, they ruled that black Americans are not and can never be full citizens of the United States. And what did Abraham Lincoln do? He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she was going to say he packed the court. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yo, she just strung a bunch of words together. All right, let me break it down for you, everybody. The Supreme Court was not taken over by the Confederacy because the Confederacy was not a part of the Union. They did not rule in ways that impeded Abraham Lincoln because Abraham Lincoln became president after secession. Dred Scott was, this is one thing she got right, a ruling that said citizenship was not for descendants, uh, for people of African descent. But Dred Scott happened four years before Abraham Lincoln became president. And Abraham Lincoln did not issue the Emancipation Proclamation in response to Dred Scott. The Emancipation Proclamation was issued two years after he became president, six years after Dred Scott, and has nothing to do with citizenship at all. It was the 14th Amendment that came about after the Civil War that answered the question of citizenship. Yo, AOC went on Colbert and just said a bunch of Civil War era (laughs) words at the same time with confidence. I gotta admit, Seamus, you're right. It's Chad. Mega Chad. She's like, when Abraham Lincoln... First signed Roe v. Wade into law. <laughs> it was to free women from slavery. Oh my gosh. Because the Confederates had invaded the Supreme Court and Abraham Lincoln had no choice but to build an ark and take two of each what animal. What I think she meant was oh, I'm do yeah, one of these yeah, things. Come on, <laughs> before, before the Civil War, the South had people that were becoming Supreme Court justices and they were like leaning towards the southern states and their beliefs. And then when she said, but then, and then they challenged Abraham Lincoln. What she meant was they challenged the ideas that Abraham Lincoln came to embody later. Uh, but she just messed it all up. Bro. I mean, if that's what she meant, which Bro. is I, the only thing I can imagine she meant. You can she's imagine. She's just wrong. You can imagine anything you want. What she said was a string of 1860s related words <laughs> that didn't Close actually to fit together. Imagine that was written by AI. Wow. Like, <laughs> that was written by AI. She wrote Roe v. She wrote Roe v. Wade Civil War, and then it strung that together. But but I'm I'm so impressed with the way she delivered it with the utmost confidence. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty that's sad. Great. And she started off with history in, in, in forms. She's letting everyone know. I know that's what I'm saying. History forms, and it gives a bunch of like strange history. I, I just. The, the, I, I was watching this, and I was just like, "I'm like the Confederacy had in, had invaded wait, the wait. Supreme Court and were impeding what? Lincoln." I was like, "How are they impeding Lincoln? He wasn't even president." Even if her point was that southern southern sympathetic justices were on the court, they could not have in any way impeded uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln because he wasn't even president until after several states had already seceded and said that they were no longer part of the Union. They, and, and, and there was a question before he was even president as to whether there would be military intervention to stop session. Now granted, fair point. Abraham Lincoln won the election and then they were like, alright, that's it, we're out. Yeah. And then several months later, se- several states secede and then Lincoln becomes president. He's like, I don't recognize any of this. And things started to escalate from there. But it had nothing to do with the Supreme Court. Granted, 
He did try to go after a justice. It's just when I heard this and she was like, Dred Scott said that, you know, black people weren't citizens. So Abraham Lincoln, what did he do? He issued the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation. I'm like, those two things are unrelated to each other. When yeah. Judge Dredd Scott. Judge <laughs> <laughs> Dredd. These, these people offend me. These, these are the black bourgeoisie elite that are more interested in diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, faux politics than they are the American people. And later in this clip, I think she said something along the lines when they asked her about running for president. I'm interested in, in helping the American people. Uh, no, she's not. I mean, she's a complete puppet. She's a prop. She's uh, she's an actress. And she doesn't need to know history because the entire mainstream media apparatus uh, is is her backstop. I'll tell you what she is. You've got you guys got to watch the new Beavis and Butthead. Mm. Have, has anybody here seen the new Beavis and Butthead? Just Butt a clip. Everybody's sharing that, yeah. the white privilege clip, mm-hmm. but I got a minor minor spoiler for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a story spoiler, I'm, but it, it's kind of. But I have to say it. Many of you may have seen it, but there's a point at which Beavis and Butthead for some reason can't see, and so they're just like waving their arms around with their eyes pointing in the wrong directions. Both of them. <laughs> That's AOC. Yeah. It's not a puppet. It's that she like was sitting in a room one day and someone was like do you like Dred Scott was like really bad because the US government like these Supreme Court people were like you're not a citizen yo the Supreme Court's illegitimate they've been illegitimate and she's like yeah and then someone's like but bro that emancipation proclamation right and she goes yeah and then she sits on a couch and she goes well Dred Scott and the emancipation it's like some stoner dude just said a bunch <laughs> of random stuff it's it, no one look if she was a puppet she'd have been given a cue card that would have said something more coherent. You sit here. <laughs> right. You take your seat. You explain Dred Scott. <laughs> no, you know. explain Civil War. I, I don't know. I, I tend to slightly disagree. I think the new, the new impetus towards societal control, psychological control is to see if they can get people like AOC who are conscious and know full well what they're doing. Uh, to to vote for them still, and I, that, you know, that's that's my interpretation. Like, and I don't know about her. You're right. You're right. I don't know about AOC, but I know that some of these people, such as Pelosi, whether Elizabeth Warren, maybe some of the elders in the Democrat Party or in the establishment, are fully aware of the lies that they're telling. You're right. You know, I just you, you know you know what I was realizing. You ever see those uh, scammer emails from like a Nigerian prince? Right. Yeah. People always make fun of them because the grammar is really bad. That's on purpose. Mm. No, for real. So people assume if this, like, the scammers are doing a bad job because they're not speaking proper English. The reason they do that is because they don't want to waste time on smart people. Mm. AOC is saying dumb things here on Ooh. purpose to make sure that smart right. people don't waste their time even talking about what she's doing or engaging her seriously, right. but all of the dumb people will fall for it. Right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's really good. So these, these old people will get an email and it'll be like, I'm a Nigerian prince. Send, send me a check for $2,000. There's typos in it. It makes no sense. A person of moderate intelligence says, this makes no sense. Exit out. But if they sent a really well thought out message, a smart person is going to be like, I'm not sending you any money. It's the stupid people they got to go after. Yeah. So they want to filter out the smart people. And slowly but surely make people dumber and dumber so that the pool is bigger. Yeah. How many people do you think now are, are like following this? Because Colbert gets about 2 million viewers, mostly not in the key demographic, but you know, many. How many people do you think sat down today and they were like, well, you know, with Dred Scott, uh, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. So, so Biden should make a declaration too. And then it's the, how many people do you think are just going to mindlessly repeat the gobbledygook nonsense she just said? Way too many. Way too yep. many. Well, I mean, if only we had some kind of disinformation board, you know, to fact yeah. check. If only we had fact checkers <laughs> yeah. who yeah, I know. actually cared about what our politicians said. I know. Can, I wonder if PolitiFact it's mentioned like, any of this stuff. Every now and again, she will get fact checked. Keep talking. I'm looking up. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm looking because I'm curious to see what they'll have to say. But I mean, obviously, this is not some minor blunder. I don't think they even did it. Details wrong. Look, I don't even think they actually even fact checked her. Hold on. Look at this. The last thing they have is from May 9th. Thanks, PolitiFact. She just went on Colbert and said a whole bunch of nonsense that took me five minutes to debunk. Not even five. First of all, not even five minutes. Watches Colbert. Yes. Two million people. Oh wow! Two million well, people per I night. Yeah, corrected. I guess he does get views. So he he gets a decent. It's it's mostly not in the key demo, but mm. he does get a decent key demo viewership. So first of all, it is a little bit unfair because I've been reading a lot about the Civil War, so I immediately knew these things made no sense. No, it's not unfair that you know facts that she's wrong about. That's no, no, no. I, I'm I'm saying like I immediately caught it. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, the average person would not. Sure. But journalists, if they actually cared, I'm not talking about journalists. I'm talking about regular people. It's 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 unfair for me to be critical of a regular person who didn't know that and is repeating it to their right. friends well, okay, right. because they trust her. And but journalists should be scrutinizing all of the politicians the same. They don't. I just want also like I haven't read about the Civil War since middle school, but the claim that the South, the Confederacy, had infiltrated the Supreme Court, like that's literally not how the Civil War worked. They they seceded. Well, no. Before it was the added, Confederacy. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not possible. Well, it's it's fair to say that there were Southern sympathetic justices. Yeah, but that's and, not the Confederacy stopping Abe Lincoln with the Supreme Court. Right. She she takes like this tiny morsel of what what may be factual the 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 perception that the Supreme Court was siding in ways that was more favorable to the South in certain instances, like Dred Scott. But then she turns it into the Confederacy had taken over the Supreme Court and was impeding Abraham Lincoln yeah, yeah. with rulings like Dred Scott. So he had to issue the Emancipation Proclamation. Is just psychotic garbage it nonsense. doesn't make any sense, yeah. And I want to say, I think, you know, it's it's funny to me to watch AOC talk because she actually is the example of the true systemic injustice done on the American people. The real systemic injustice is to lower the bar of intelligence of your leaders and have you follow them because you just don't know any better. To create a society of mindless bots from a through a variety of ways and then give you a puppet leader like AOC that can in no way properly represent you in governance or anything else for that matter 
that's real systemic injustice. And she gets to run around with the motif of systemic injustice as the hallmark of her platform. That's a double cross and a triple cross for the ages. It's like a popularity contest. I mean, that's what voting is. But do you think it's that we shouldn't have voting? No, we definitely should have voting. But I think what's been done to the school systems in this country mm-hmm. or education in this country or or um, communities just in general uh, was not done, uh, was not organic. It was intentionally done. It was systematically designed. We we like a dumb populace. And that's why I call myself a populist politically. I'm, I'm a... I'm an America first Christian sovereignist, actually, you could say, but, um, I'm a, I'm a populist. But, but, you know, we do have a populist right now that's grossly, uh, undereducated and misinformed. So it makes it very hard for them to cast and form votes in our political system, um, which is an egregious, an egregious level of moral hazard that comes from institutions becoming corrupted. And in the West, we do place a premium on the individual, mm. but culture, does have an impact on the individual and we have to understand both things happen simultaneously but when the when the establishment gets as corrupt as it's become now you get 81 million people voting for a man who shouldn't be allowed to drive a car yeah i think corporations becoming legally people severely corrupted our capitalist institution to the point where now they're making corporations are making political statements and that, that you can't sue them. You can't destroy the people, sue them into oblivion. The owners, they just declare it bankrupt. And so no, nobody fact checked what she said. Like, uh, <laughs> no, pissed. you're I, pissed about that. Well, the, the point I'm making here is any conservative politician who even says anything slightly wrong, like Ron DeSantis was fact checked because I can't remember exactly what he's talking about, but he said something slightly imprecise. And they're like, false, false, false. We got him. We got him. We got him, everybody. And yeah, clapping. Yeah. AOC goes on primetime television and millions of people strings together random words. And everyone's like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made a, a good point about AOC. And I, I think the word is almost controlled opposition in a sense, right? She's supposed to be the outsider candidate, but she really does – she does present everything that the establishment would like for people to believe. I think a huge part of the problem, and I, I've got on my soapbox about this a number of times on the show, but we have a culture which basically places instant gratification above everything else, and even in really intimate, important ways. So we've completely saturated our society with pornography, and people eat gross, fatty foods all the time. And basically the idea is you shouldn't do things in line with their purposes. You should do things in line with what brings you the most pleasure. And it trains people to constantly take the path of least resistance. And when people take the path of least resistance, they're much easier to herd. It's much easier to get people to obey you when they're going to go along with what's easiest, right? Before I lose my temper, oh boy, I need you to clarify what you meant by gross and fatty foods. (laughs) Okay, so basically, and I don't mean to imply that there's such a thing is anything that's less healthy than something else, right? Everyone's healthy all, all the time. The We're all equally healthy. All foods are equally You're beautiful good. No matter that what. cake right exactly. there. That this is cake is super healthy and super good for me. So right. do you mean yes. gross fatty as one thing, or do you mean gross comma fatty? Gross comma fatty. Well, it's it's no, both. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Avocados <laughs> are fatty and they're good for you. Okay, no, no, okay. Uh, I've yes, been no, doing fat keto. Can you take it back. Fat, fat can be very good for you. I'm talking that's like right. the kind of stuff you get at McDonald's. My and joke. I'm talking, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's and, fried, it's sugary, it's well, salty, and it's okay to have sugary foods every now and again. But True. if if you're if every meal you eat is this gross stuff that's going to weigh you down and destroy your brain and it it again it trains you towards doing something not in line with what makes sense well, either so, for the occasion or for what you're supposed to be eating um it it trains you just to pursue pleasure and so when well, well, other people 
And, and one of the things that is pleasing to us is to fit in with the crowd. I, I wanna, I wanna, so I wanna, when other people stand up and, and start promoting bad ideas, you're not gonna you're not gonna listen to them. So, so yeah. this this is an argument I've cake. heard uh, heard from the left. They yeah. talk about how poor people are overweight because they have worse foods and because garbage food is cheaper, and that's not necessarily true, but it's somewhat true. Right. And so I was talking to a lefty friend, and here's here's how they explained it, and I think it's actually a decent point, but needs to be fact checked. Norman Borlaug was this famous scientist who uh, figured a way to increase crop yield so that. Your, your typical plant produced way more, like so wheat would produce like four times the yield. All of a sudden, there's way more starch of, and sugars available for people, but the nutritional density stayed the same. That meant that poor people were buying the same kind of food at the same price, but there was like half the amount of folate or thiamine or whatever in it. Mm-hmm. So they'd have, to, they'd have to buy even more. So what happens is in order to get the same level of nutritional density, they have to eat a ton of this starchy food and sugary and fatty food, and they gain a bunch of weight from it. Right. I actually uh, – that makes sense to me. Right. I'm like, why is it that poor people are overweight? And they're like, well, the food they eat is bad. And I'm like, bro, you can buy tomatoes, lettuce, and avocado for the same price as a Big Mac meal or whatever. And then you real, you think about it, and it's like when they're buying grains and breads and stuff, the nutritional density being lower means they're they're struggling. They're eating a lot more of the same stuff. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a half true because I do think people could make better choices. But it still is not easy for people who don't know why what they're eating has become bad for them. Well, there's also this weird thing where we're obsessed with finding new things to turn corn into. Yeah, right. We're like, what is this food like? Maybe we could make it out of corn instead. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we have plastic and it's polluting the world. What if we made corn into plastic? Actually a good idea. Corn subsidies. Yeah, it's like, are there other ways to do it? We we have a society of... That's going back to earth worshiping and child sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, actually, yep. I disagree, which brings me to the next story we have oh, from Interactive Polls on Twitter. Generic congressional ballot trends before versus after Roe v. Wade oh. decision. Take a look at this. Republicans and Democrats. In June 21, it was Republican plus four. On June 27, it was Republican plus five. Republicans gained one point after SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade. That's technically not true. Democrats lost a point after the Roe v. Wade decision. Interesting. So that is interesting. Why is it that Republicans were like, I'm cool with that, and Democrats were like, we're mad at Democrats over this? Hmm. That's that's the progressive left pulling the the centrist uh, moderate Democrats over in the left field. I saw that a lot. I didn't I didn't realize until I started watching. Well, I didn't start watching you know per se, but I watched the Young Turks about a month ago when the whole Roe v. Wade thing was was first breaking out when the document got leaked. And Anna Caspit, what's her name? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Me and her got into a huge Twitter back and forth, oh, and and when I watched it, I realized that the left pundits. We're talking less about Republicans or Trumpers, and they were talking more about the uh, the 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 dis you know contentment they had with Joe Biden and mm-hmm. the establishment Democrats, and that's just a way for them to to pull them over into into left field. And I think when I watch Joe Biden talk now, I can see that he's not so much speaking against the right as he's trying to appease the far left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden is weird, right? Because for so long, he's adopted these far left positions and he's said things about how we need to like affirm children, which is just another way of saying that you should be able to push them through gender transitions, that kind of thing. Um, he's also extremely radically pro-abortion. He wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment, which prevents federal funding from, uh, from going towards abortions. And then when the polling data starts to make it clear that these positions are unpopular, he comes out at the State of the Union and says, 
defund the police. No, man, I got to defend the police. And talking about how we need to secure the border and basically taking Trump's platform. So the man, he doesn't stand for anything, right? Chameleon and that's why politics. he falls yeah. for everything. Yeah. Exactly. Like falling no, up the stairs. Yeah. Than once. And, and it's it's okay. off of a, a bike that wasn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, his foot got caught in the in the clip. He tripped. So yeah. I'll give him that one. You well, trip easier when you're at that age. Yeah. 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 I just so what, what happened was with the with the bike is that he has he has pedal clips and when he stopped, he tried he took his left foot out and then he leaned right as he was trying to pull his right foot out, but he didn't get it out and so he fell over. I, it's it, it happens to people. It's more likely to happen to you if you're old. But it wasn't like he was just standing there and then just fell down. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I just think it's you, still. I, I, I think I'd like to see a little more proficiency in bicycle riding from <laughs> the man leading the free world and walking upstairs. Yeah. yeah walking supposedly upstairs never forget how to ride a bike, but I That's guess <laughs> dementia is another story. <laughs> so so look, That's like brutal. Yeah, I think it's I'm fair to say the that. dude fell down. But I want to point out his foot got stuck in a bike. Yeah, we're also like to point out he surrendered the American military to the Taliban. So it's not. It's not. But I'm thinking the point that was. Worse. It's commander. not like he was riding his bike and then just went and fell over. No, no, he was standing. Was but that's also why people exactly are joking like about it because he was like standing still when he fell over. Yeah, he should have right. leaned on his yeah. left foot and pulled his right foot out, yeah. or right. had some some sort of cognizance to not lean into it as he started well, to fall. But he didn't have his card that said you pull 80. your left foot out. No one told him to take his foot out of the pedal. Yeah. I think you made you a good know. point, Royce, that the Democratic Party is kind of turning on itself, uh, and you see that in the Colbert interview. Like they've just completely dismissed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They're not even mention of those people they're they've agreed they're useless they're not going to run in 2024 oh, they, it's it's hilarious they, go ahead no it's, it's just biden they're, they're, they're all sitting around a table and they're like so who's running in 2024 and biden goes oh i'm gonna run for re-election and they go yeah yeah so who who who's running yeah, in 2024 yeah. <laughs> like he's just sitting there like he's not in the room you know what i mean yeah i, I think these two were always the cutouts I think, biden I, kamala yeah i think they were always transitory cutouts from the beginning sacrificial yeah, candidates. Absolutely. So I mean, if you just look at their records, look yeah. at how easy it would be to dislike them over the course of their administration. It's almost like the Democratic Party is casting upon Joe Biden all of their sins. So they can have so wipe that, the slate oh clean. Gosh. Sacrifice as That's a right. candidate, That's and they right. can bring someone else in to fix the problem. And why, why would that be far-fetched for people? Like, this is what troubles me, and we talked about this a little bit last time. Do we think that George Soros or Klaus Schwab or these international governing bodies and, and these uh, eclectic metropolitan, metropolitan omnisexuals don't think four years and eight years ahead? Like, is that really tough for us to grasp? It is because most people live in this sort of radical materialist everyday lifestyle where they do eat these fatty foods and they do play on their video games and they do, you know, get the, the immediate instant gratification from their social media likes or whatever. Uh, so it's hard for them to imagine a group of people who are effective and thinking that far ahead because they don't do it. But these people have proved that they are willing to do it and they're very effective at doing it. I, I think that Joe Biden was always a cutout. From the very beginning, I think that's why they uh, undermined Bernie in the in the in the uh, Democratic uh, election when when Joe Biden ran. I think when he resigned from the in 1988 when he was running against George Bush Senior and resigned because he was found out to be a plagiarist, is the entire industry gave up on him and basically turned him into a cardboard cutout. Like they realize mm. he's nothing more than a cutout at this point. Yeah. Maybe we'll use him at some point. And he came out in 2008 to run against Obama. They put him up there as like the token old white businessman, and then yeah, he was the establishment guy, right? Because yeah. Obama was too new and radical, yeah. at least in his rhetoric. At yeah. least that's what Uncle people Joe. Thought, like AOC, yeah. Um, yeah, just like AOC. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Obama, right? He was like the fringe radical anti-establishment guy, and people were worried. And so he goes with the most pro-establishment cardboard cutout. 
that he could find. I, I, right. I, I, I do right. want to point out, I pulled up the Real Clear Politics average of polls because that one poll was, was I think that was just Iowa, right? I don't remember. So in the Real Clear Politics average, after the ruling, Republicans went up about a half point. Democrats actually made a fairly decent gain in aggregate. They went from 41.3 to 4. So, so they went up one point. Republicans oh. went up a half point. Republicans made a gain on this one. Democrats made a gain on this one. but Republic- So Democrats closed the gap a little bit. Republicans still have a 2.5 uh, point advantage in the generic ballot, which is just apocalyptic. Well, we're, when, many- when Democrats are leading by five points, they lose seats. Yep. So anything short of a five point advantage from Democrats, that's break even. Right now, it's it's just every day looking apocalyptic for it's Democrats. Hard to in tell things have changed so much about who's a Democrat and who's a Republican now that it's the people that like care enough to virtue signal that they will fill out one of these polls. Hmm. They tend to be Democrats in the past, it's, but it's now, an, but it's an aggregate poll. So, so this is combining all the different polls. So that's what's interesting about this. I don't, I don't, I don't take just a single poll where like Fox News right. has yeah. asked somebody. <laughs> no, this is YouGov, Politico, NPR, PBS, Trafalgar, Rasmussen, USA Today, Fox News, and Quinnipiac. Is All of those different polls with different method- methodologies and they average it out. That's your best indicator. But mm-hmm. did they include real Patriot polls from realpatriot.blogspot.holy.com? Realpatriot.infowarrior.website. That website. It's like 97% say Donald Trump is the best. Three percent say Donald Trump is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got an email from Trump, and and I'm, I bet most of you have gotten this too. And it was like, please fill out this poll. How well do you think Donald Trump is doing? Really, like it said, he's doing fantastic. He's doing great. He's doing pretty good. He's doing all right. And I'm like, it's only positive. Yeah. <laughs> the only options were like, he's doing good <laughs> in some way. Options. Gotta yeah. love it. You yeah, I know it. that's Trump, man. Yeah. That's a Trump. My, my fear right now in politics is that. Again, and to, to reiterate the ability for people to look ahead, the establishment to look ahead, that a lot of these Republicans are not really Republicans or they're not really conservatives. I think that a lot of the Republic, I, I think it's it's understood that the political, the politics in America are going to go in ebbs and flows and that right now the Republicans are on the rise and they're going to do everything they can within the Republican establishment to put people forward who may even say that they're America first, but really aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm seeing that in my own primary, but I, I see it as I look even across some of the people that jo- that Donald Trump endorsed, like Oz, right? These yeah. people, yep. these people don't really fundamentally understand the ideas of America or the foundational values of America. Um, and, and if they come to power, even if it's a Republican held, uh, you know, House, Senate, presidency uh america could still be on a losing track with republicans in office because the the republicans have been in on it oh yeah well we we sort of joked about this a while ago when we were first going through this this polling data uh which suggests that there will likely be russian interference but when we were looking through this polling data i was just kind of joking about the fact that yeah no the republicans uh might win in a landslide so they can not do anything so they can just right. keep not doing anything. Sit on their hands and just say, slow down there, Democrat. Come on, you're going too fast. <laughs> to be fair, though, you know, I do rag on Mitch McConnell. He did basically yeah. get this Roe v. Wade thing. It's true. We were talking so, about that with Will. My my issue, though, is like partly the reason – I was thinking about this like, you know, I'm still ragging on Mitch. For Republicans, he actually, he actually got this for them. For me, that wasn't a big issue for me. The issue was like – you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more libertarian. I'm not conservative. So for me, Roe v. Wade, I'm, I'm rather dispassionate on. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the states. I'm kind of like, okay, that's federal government rescinding authority. That there's probably a lot of good things in that. My answer to Democrats on the left is they, sh- they should be filing lawsuits at the state level on, on the same grounds at the federal level and then win in the states. 
What I want to see is Republicans win on policy grounds that they just don't engage on. Yeah. They, don't, they, they haven't engaged at all on the social media censorship. They just spin around in circles. They're caving on gun rights. How about so for me, I just don't see anything. Auditing the Federal Reserve. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll take you it. let the economy flounder like this? That's that's the ultimate failure of a politician so, right now is to let the economy flail. So you're, you're saying that you think because the Roe v. Wade issue is – well, the Roe v. Wade issue was illegitimate in its inception. That's number mm-hmm. one. So for Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell to back this – isn't necessarily as extreme as it as it seems due to the public, you know, the, the public's view of well, it now. But constitutionally, it's not really an extreme position as, say, him being more America first on trade or other policies. As they, Mitch McConnell played the, the judge game. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And Republicans played the judge game and ignored the cultural issues. The cultural issues have a big impact on me, so I'm biased. For conservatives who are pro-life, they they were ragging on Mitch McConnell and Republican leadership over the culture war issues. But then when they get this victory on Roe v. Wade, they're like, oh, okay, what they did worked for us. Mm -hmm. For me, Roe v. Wade wasn't one of my issues. So I'm like, gun rights, free speech you know, uh, um, schools and all that stuff. What are you doing on these issues that I'm worried about? So I acknowledge that's my bias. Mitch McConnell was very effective in getting the Roe v. Wade decision for conservatives. That's a fact. Yeah. For well, me, the recent gun decision too, right? The recent gun decision, absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. It's a fair point, yeah. It makes it through the courts. It, it doesn't go as far as uh, I'd like it to. But I'm like, okay, those are those are decent victories. I do think, and, and so credit where credit is due, as much yeah. as I'm still not a big fan of the Republicans because policy-wise they do very little, the judges did get some victories. But if the Republicans aren't adequately engaged in the, in cultural issues, and if the Republican leadership won't go after Joe Biden, they won't go after the corruption, then like that's, that's, that's where I'm, you know, very concerned. Like, yeah. congratulations, you won in the courts. You know, pro-lifers got their thing, pro-gun people got, got their thing. What about Joe Biden being corrupt? What about the corruption from yeah. the establishment that went after Donald Trump? Why didn't the Republicans do more to, to, to stop what was happening in, in, in this system? I, I focus on that. And They're because in on of that, it. They're in on it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah. in on it. That's why. Oh, I mean, yeah. you look at Pennsylvania, the, the, the Republican establishment. You, you look at Robbie Starbuck. Mm-hmm. The Republican establishment does not like Trump, MAGA, and the populist uh, Republicans. And they want they're, – they're okay with – the, the two sides of the coin is that the left has traded – the, and this is the this is a problem for most American people, but you can see it very well in the political dichotomy. The left has traded their freedom for materialism, and the right or the Republicans have traded their freedom for security. Both versions are an expansion of government. Mm-hmm. 
most people have become okay with the idea that their American citizenship depends on the expansion of government. And Mitch McConnell is all for the expansion of government. This is the funny thing when uh, when AOC and Pelosi say that the Supreme Court's extremist or illegitimate. And I see these memes where they're like, the Supreme Court has stripped the rights away. And I'm like, Act- actually, they didn't. The Supreme Court said the federal government doesn't have this authority. It- it's actually anti-fascism. Right. Like, if you claim you're Antifa and you don't like authoritarianism and all that stuff, the federal government being like, we hereby rescind this power should be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no, that meant states now have, have control over these situations, and they don't like what actual decentralization means. Right. What, so when, when these anti left people and leftists come out, and they're saying things like, we shouldn't have these authoritarian systems, they're actually saying we should. Because if you were to get rid of the federal government and decentralize everything— then all of a sudden, smaller jurisdictions take take authority in how they want to run things. Right. And all of a sudden, you'll find when you get rid of the centralized authority, you're going to see white-only towns. You're going to see anti-LGBTQ towns. Right. You're going to see no more Roe v. Wade in red states. What they really are saying is they want the federal government to enforce their ideology their on own, everyone. Their own politics. That's right. right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Well, And when you look at the uh, the Democratic Party platform, and what they're pushing for with respect to abortion, I don't think it's unfair to say that the actual party platform more or less suggests that for any child, any unborn child in any part of the country to have any kind of legal protection is a travesty. For there to be any unborn child anywhere in the country that can't be killed is a miscarriage of justice from their perspective. It's evil. It's just evil. This it's, it's, yeah. it's just, I'm sorry, man. It's just so weird. And it's, it's rooted, I, I can only say it's rooted in ignorance. People in blue states are unaffected by the Roe v. Wade decision. In fact, the decision likely will cause Democratic politicians to expand abortion access in blue states. So that what they're basically saying is people in places where I don't live should be allowed to get access to a procedure most of those people don't want. Exactly. Because, again, for whatever reason, any innocent, faultless, unborn child having any legal protection is abhorrent to them. They can't stand it. They can't tolerate it. So here, here's the problem with the Republicans. We, we talked about Mitch McConnell. He got some some major policy victories, uh, um, and the Republican leadership did. And I'll tell you, uh, the, one of the issues is oh, I totally lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I lost what I was going to say. I forgot. Um, oh, I was because I again. keep thinking yeah, well, about. He, I think no, I was gonna I was gonna say that this this Roe v. Wade one is not even a judgment call in my book. It, Agreed. The morality of it is very clear. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. Go. I got it back. I got Go. it back. Because I'm going to remember I'm, I'm like reading these polls and I'm talking. <laughs> okay, I forgot again. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm, kidding. Stop, bro. I'm kidding. I'm Go kidding. I'm Go kidding. Ahead. We were talking about the uh, success of the Republicans. Yeah. Republicans are, are running on moderate policy. Mitch McConnell may have got a victory, but I think this should I, I should make this statement. The fact that you, Seamus, think it was a victory mm-hmm. that half the country is allowed to murder babies shows the problem. I don't think that that's a victory. I think it's a. St- I do think it's a victory and a step in the right direction, but it, it is absolutely not going far enough. It's well, not right, murder. Right, but here's though. what I mean. It's not murder. It is. Yeah. No, okay. Hold on. Murder is a legal definition. This is not my point. Man. My point is, if conservatives do believe that, regardless of your opinion, Ian, they've accepted that half the country will be allowed mm-hmm. to do it, and they're like, "Yay, we won this one." Mm-hmm. Instead, a real victory would have been the Supreme Court coming out and being like. All human life has constitutional protections, whether they're in the womb or out. Therefore, taking the life is a violation of, of the constitution. That would have been a much better victory. If, agreed. If a if a if a human has a, so a right saying, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. what, then the, then the, the actual conservative position would be for the Supreme Court to come out and say that's right. A a human yeah. unborn baby is still a human, 
And it would be a violation of the law and the Constitution to end its life or to grant the right to do so. Ergo, the Supreme Court would have said nationwide, it actually, and this actually makes more sense. The Constitution granting protection to women to get abortions makes less sense than the Constitution granting rights to a human being not to be killed. Yeah. However, the conservative court didn't even rule that. They Mm -hmm. said, leave us out of it. And the left is saying, the Republicans are extremists. No, the left are the extremists. The Republicans are are happy to accept a moderate victory, meaning we'll take what we can get in our red states and you do your thing. Whereas the left says, we want total domination nationwide. And that's that's what I was saying to begin with, that Roe v. Wade in its inception was illegitimate. And that they're making it seem like it being overturned is a far right a far right policy position when really it's the lukewarm moderate position. Agreed. And so therefore Mitch McConnell actually shouldn't get the same credit that, that, that he may get in, 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 in our view. But the, the, uh, the, the point that I think needs to be driven home about abortion is that when a society loses the sanctity of life, you can't have a precept of human rights and civil rights legitimately. Totally here's, agree. Here's, here's, I, 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 just, well, I want to respond. Oh, based on slaughter you, of the native population. They're all humans. They were all humans, but they didn't act like true, they were. True. No, and that and that was a that was um, Protestant Christians taking the Lord's name in vain. It's not an indictment of God, and it's not an indictment of America. It's an indictment of those few men who chose to use the Lord's name in that way at that time. But it still doesn't change the universal truth about life. Whether it be native, whether it be American unborn today, or whether it be blacks during slavery, it, the the precept of human rights and civil rights has to be dependent on a sanctity of life. If you don't have the sanctity of life, it doesn't only allow you to justify killing a human fetus, which is is an info war of biblical proportions, but it also allows you to kill faceless people by double tap drone strikes yep. in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So I wanna I wanna. Jump on that, but first I want to respond to what Tim said because I think you make a great point. I, I got to respond. To it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to respond. Well, hold on. Well, so, so <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's entirely fair. I agree with your assessment completely that the conservative pro-life position is and should be that abortion must be illegal nationwide. I still think it's it's perfectly reasonable to say, thank goodness that it can be restricted in some places. Now we haven't gone all the way with it. This is not the end goal. I, I understand that. Yeah, and my, uh, my point is just. Republicans consistently fight for the moderate exactly. form yeah. of the, the compromise. Yeah, I, and I would agree with that. I, I think that leaving it up to the states is ultimately the moderate position, and I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. I have a question for you and yes. for conservatives. When do you think – When at, at what point does a person gain constitutional rights? Uh, I would say the moment of fertilization. Yeah, you're a human being at that point. What do you think? Yeah, I would say the moment of conception. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ian? Uh, when they get a birth certificate. Why? Because that's American citizens have American human rights. If you're Slaves not a... didn't have birth certificates. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't have those same human rights. They they were granted it under the 14th Amendment. Well, eventually they got them. Through After an, the 14th amendment, amendment. Like, there's no amendment that says that an unborn fetus has human rights. But that, but I, I don't know if that's relevant. So you're asking me what I think morally it should be, not Yeah, legally. he's asking for your, like, uh, pre- Well, no, 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 that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I, I, yeah. I accept your answer. Yeah. When they get a birth certificate. Yeah. When they're my, born, basically. So my question is just, like, why when they're born? You know, like, why is that the case? Uh, because, um, yeah, why when they're when born? They're con- that's when they start contributing to society. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, think so. I think yeah, that's a rassy. The, the, the problem, the problem with with it, with that viewpoint, is it's a radical materialist mentality. 
And what, what you're basically saying is that your only value as a human being is your contribution to society. And, and that is a, that is a predicate for the fourth industrial revolution, whether people want to consider it or not. This whole abortion argument is really a predicate for the fourth industrial revolution to be able to other human beings based on their level of productivity and justify killing them by food, whether it be big pharma, maybe a pandemic, uh, whatever the nuclear war, uh, health, freedom, climate, whatever it is, the ability to judge and rule somebody based on what they contribute to society solely as the, the anchor of their human rights or the fundamental claim of human rights is is just about as anti-human as you can get. I don't know, because what if they start tapping people's brains with neural net, reading minds, doing pre-thought crime, and they do it to babies in the womb, and they're like, that baby had an illegal thought when it was two months old. It's going to be, it's now arrested. They're there, like, there'll, Dude. Be, there'll be no neural net if I'm in Congress. That's a well, heresy. So, That's a heresy to begin with. So let, I want, I want, I want, let me pull up the story we have from TimCast.com. Anna Navarro doubles down on comments about aborting special needs babies. She went on to say that she has a, she says, she says, quote, I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. I have a step granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It's very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another. I've got a step grandson who is very autistic. This was her example for why there needs to be abortion. What? Effectively saying that all of these people should be dead. All people who have disabilities. That's a psychotic thing to say. Yeah. So, so Ian. Just a moment ago, you mentioned that, you know, when a person is born is when they gain constitutional rights. My question is, does the 57-year-old man with the motor skills of a one-year-old have constitutional rights? Yeah. You think he does? Yeah. What about a baby born with no brain? Yeah. Does have constitutional rights. It still has a name and a birth certificate. But a baby uh, uh, with a full-functioning brain that functions more so than a born baby that has no brain, the unborn – like, so – Let's say that says two women and they, and they're both sitting there, both equally as pregnant as each other. And one baby is born and the other was not, but they're, they, they were fertilized at the exact same time. The one still in the womb has a fully functioning brain and the one outside of the womb has no brain, just a, just a cerebellum. So it's basic motor functions. You think the one without a brain does have constitutional rights and the one in the womb does not. Yes. So then killing the one in the womb is fine. It's, it's more ethical than killing the living human. Yeah. I accept your answer, but I don't understand it. No, I do, it, it, and and I'm and I don't say this to be disparaging at all because you, you're my boy. I like you. Um, <laughs> Here it comes. No, I do. I I, I like you. Um, but this is that whole sapiens uh, Noah Yuval Harari school of thought mm-hmm. is that um, reality can only be measured by suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And that, like that's the ultimate form of measurement of of reality. Yeah. And so the the suffering argument is whatever we can do to eliminate suffering, to have to confront suffering, to have to confront anxiety and despair, whatever we can do to eliminate having to go through that process that is painful, we'll do that. And then we can justify doing it to kids because most likely if they're born into some patriarchal white supremacy society, then they'll suffer. And my, my point is that. Who do we think actually ends up dead in those scenarios from these white, yuppie, snowflake, milk toast, uniparty, globalist establishment politicians, black people, brown people? The numbers suggest that. I, I have I have a thought experiment for you, Ian. So, all right, let's let's say right here. You've got two women. They both conceived. They both had a baby conceived in them at the exact same moments. 
One baby has no brain and is born, and the other baby has a brain, totally functioning, completely average, unborn. And you said that you think the one that was born but doesn't have a brain has more constitutional rights or does have constitutional rights and the one unborn doesn't, right? Yeah, I think – I don't know what the law is about like a brain-dead person being born no, 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 if the parent has the right to kill it, like, I'm not, I'm not pull asking, it off I'm the machine. Saying, you believe that the that baby that was born even with no brain has constitutional rights and the unborn has if, no If like rights. one's born prematurely with no brain? It, no, they're both, they're both nine months gestation but one was born and the other wasn't born yet because mm-hmm. there's, there's variation. So you're yeah, saying – You give the rights to the born person. Okay. So thought experiment. A mad scientist comes in the room and goes, and he fires a growth ray at the other woman. <laughs> now she's 70 feet tall but the baby stayed the same size. Her womb is now a giant open room, and they bring in a TV and a table, and the baby's still there, and then someone raises the baby, but it's still in the womb. The baby learns to read and write. Does it, still, does it have constitutional rights yet? No, not by modern-day law. But by your by your opinion. Should it? With growth rays? Um, no, we're going <laughs> to have to rewrite <laughs> the law. For My point <laughs> is, I'm trying to understand why you don't think that baby has any rights. If the womb became as big as a skyscraper due to a mad scientist, an alien blasts them, she's like, ah, and she turns into a building. And the baby is still technically in the womb, but it's massive now. And people walk inside and they're teaching it math and reading and it's, and it's aging and eating food. You, it has no rights. Still in the womb. I mean, uh, this is interesting but the womb is because bigger. if you can neural net a baby and, and track its thoughts in the womb, we're going to have a, it's a, it'll be a revolution of what a baby is. Is it a human? Is it alive? Does it have I, rights? Yeah, it will at that point because we're able to communicate with it. But if you can't communicate with it, it doesn't have, for all intents and purposes, well, rights yet. I don't know, man. Sometimes we have difficulty communicating, but I think we're both people. <laughs> <laughs> people yeah. well, I guess my, the point I'm trying yeah. to make, Justice, yeah. I do not understand the logic behind why a baby at nine months with with a with a thin layer of flesh between its face and a per and, and everyone else does not have any rights because it's attached to the mom. But the baby that was born is still attached to the mom too. Well, yeah, I guess, but it's about to be removed. No, it's, I didn't like say it was. decided okay, once let's it's say born, it's, it's not in the cord. No, they don't cut the cord. It stays. It has no rights. It, well, eventually you got to cut the cord. Sure, sure, sure. But for, in that moment, it has no rights. Yeah, I don't know what the process Could is. Could you abort a baby that was born as long as you don't cut the umbilical cord? God, in some places, but I don't think. That would be legal. No. I just don't understand why a baby at nine months with a fully functioning brain that can understand music, that can kick and moves around and is literally no different physically than a baby at the exact same time of gestation, but is outside the womb. They're identical in every way. I don't understand where let, the separation let, of rights let's, happens. Let's, let's forget the rights for a second because I don't like the rights argument because the left doesn't believe in the Constitution. Mm. Good point. First of all. They believe the Constitution is always in flux, and our Constitution is amendable in some ways, but they believe in a completely relativistic view of the Constitution and even claim that the Constitution itself is illegitimate in its inception due to slavery, the natives, and white supremacy. So I don't like the rights discussion. Let's just make it more basic. Who are the most vulnerable people in the world? Young children. Unborn children. Babies. What what scenario in a movie makes us the most angry when a dog gets hit by a car yeah <laughs> for, for the liberal for the liberal yuppie vegan cokeheads for right. sure uh, but 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 for me when i'm watching a movie the characters that we desp- that that we despise the most traditionally are characters that kill a woman who has who is pregnant or has her children with her um you know in, in some gruesome fashion and there's a reason for that. And people don't want to give it its proper credit. But Abrahamic faith changed the trajectory from our, of our society away from a barbaric child sacrificing culture. That's the story of Abraham. 
he goes up into the mountain yeah. and b- before Abraham child sacrifice was a common practice in barbaric pagan well, societies but how else are you going to get the the grain to grow that's right <laughs> But I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. The they're sacrificing babies for economic growth. That's their whole argument. Oh, There's it's not like enough the resources harvest. for them. The harvest. What was that? What was that? A, was a book? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they would like the springtime, and then they would like sacrifice the young woman or whatever. But my point is that the the this this whole abortion thing is not about rights, and it's not about Republicans and Democrats. This is an information war waged on women. Yeah. This is a this is a spiritual war waged on women, and to attack men. And the significance of legacy and lineage and, 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 and procreation, which is one of the most miraculous gifts that, that any species has, human or not. But ours is certainly special given how special humans have proven themselves to be scientifically speaking, even take away the faith and the divinity. But this is not about, uh, any of the politics really. This is an attack on women to try and convince women that their sole political power is anchored on their ability to kill their children. And and there is nothing more anti-human, anti-American, and satanic than to tell women all of your political standing should be dependent on this one right to kill the most important thing and function you can do as a woman. And their argument is that the primary function of being a woman shouldn't be bearing a child. That, you know... uh Abort, if, if there, there can be no women's rights without abortion rights. And it's, 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 it's strange to me that people don't see how anti-human that really is. Is having a child is one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. I have four, but most women say that about childbearing and, and for us to have reverse psychology convinced an entire generation of women that their rights, their their political power is anchored on the right to kill an unborn well, child well, is, is, is completely th- absurd. It's a bit unfair. You know, the real issue is that everyone knows humans die if they don't have sex, like yeah. eating. Yeah. So yeah. the women have no choice. They have no choice but to have sex without protection and then get pregnant. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, right, they talk about... So, like, they, so if they're going to succeed in the workplace, they need to be able to terminate their pregnancies. That's well, right. Or they can, you know, in all seriousness, just... Use a condom, an IUD, birth control. Absolutely. Or what about, what, what or about, abstain? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and why is the, many choices. Why is the application of science so relative? Right? And cause you never hear in these arguments about abortion or, you know, sex or, you know, family planning. Don't we have reasonable methods to, to measure ovulation? We do. Yep, we do. I mean, not down to a science and there are, there are exceptions, but, but the ovulation it's scheduling is, is pretty, is pretty thorough. Uh, and, and pretty surefire in, in most cases. And that's never even mentioned that we should use science in that way. They go immediately to let's kill unborn children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not let's use the advancement of science to, to regulate uh, or, or track ovulation. I've got, a, I've got a potential hypothesis here. Why is it that the left that is more likely to abort their kids, less likely to even get pregnant, more likely to get vasectomies, more likely to get their tubes tied, why are they so adamant about there being... Uh, abortion access in red states. Why are they so adamant about teaching LGBTQ issues to children? I think these people recognize a very important thing. They don't have kids. They need Republicans to abort their babies. Otherwise, in 20 years, wow. the future is conservative. Wow. If the left is more likely to be LGBT, uh, LGBTQIA2 plus BB or whatever it is, those people are, are, are less likely to have children. 
if they are already more likely to get abortions if they do get pregnant, all or more likely to use prophylactics and get vasectomies, they're going to have substantially less kids. Over time, conservatives having kids means this country will be conservative. Mm. That's why they need to advocate for red states to allow abortion so they can try and stop Republicans from having kids. Wow. And they can advocate for young conservative women to don't ruin your life. You, you, you've got your whole future out of you. Have a child later. Get the abortion now. That was an info war that the Catholic Church is somewhat responsible for, too. Mm. Christianity. This whole child out of wedlock thing. I don't like it. And what I'm, do you mean? I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I think that the entire cultural motif of shunning mm. or, or bastardizing child, children that were born out of wedlock was mm. a predicate for abortion. Well, I, so I definitely think that we should not be shaming pregnancy we should be shaming adultery like For the sure. adultery was the part that was wrong the getting pregnant part it's not but, wrong but, right? but but culturally no i hear you i hear humans made you that's know that's how you knew if someone was yes adultery, they, yeah. they looked at the the child born out of wedlock as another exactly they, they didn't they didn't separate the sin of the parents from the the yeah. divinity of the childbirth very sad and that that uh, that was a that that that's how you have an av- avalanche of cultural decay and misinformation that ends up being, well, you know, and uh, even conservatives, Christians, Catholics, you know, well, you had that child out of wedlock anyway. Go ahead and abort the kid. That's very sad. That's very. I, I think the in the next thirty years, this country is going to be Christian conservative. So um, it's an example I've given before, but for the context, I'll say it again. In the early 2000s, a survey was done and found that liberals were having, I think, 1.54 kids or something like that on average, and conservatives were having 2.01. That meant that conservatives were at replacement levels and liberals weren't. 20 years later, we get this poll that shows, or about 20 years later, 18 years, that uh, Gen Z is slightly more conservative than millennials, but only slightly. They're very, very similar. And a lot of people assumed that meant that Gen Z was based, that they were waking up, that the culture war message was getting to them. But that's not reality. The reality is conservatives just had more kids, ergo, more conservative Gen Z. That's it. Simple math. So what we see from the left is an attempt to indoctrinate kids because leftists don't have children. They have yours. Now we're seeing them attempt to get red states to enact an abortion, abortion rights, because they want Republicans to abort their kids. Otherwise, what you get right now today. The left is substantially more likely to not have kids. Like the, I was looking at a graph and it's like the, it's plummeted. But conservatives are actually fairly stable, though it has gone down. Just give it 18 more years. 18 years from today. It's going to be 2040. We're all going to still be, we're going to be uh, middle aged and we're going to be seeing a substantially more conservative country. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be Christian conservative. Yeah, it will. I I doubt it, dude. Ancient religions are on their way out. Hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, bud. That's right. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but since nonsense also fades away. It doesn't have to be been here for 2,000 years. I know. It's time for something new, man. Well, nonsense fades away. years. Nonsense fades away. It's been 2,000 years. What's going on? Ian, it got rewritten like five fade? times and co-opted by which, the when King. When by who? Which, 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 when, Protestants. When, when by who and what did they the change? The Cathars, the Lollards, You're not the King Henry. Who, who, I don't know what they changed. They said the Byzantines, dude. Ian is proving Seamus' point. No, you're asking me what they changed. You've literally proven him correct. 
about what statement? He didn't even that, say that. He says it persists and nonsense fades away. Yeah, but it also and became the said, Orthodox Church. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. obvious so, that the Romans are are the patriarchy. Like the Roman Catholic Church was Ian. created to suppress and control people. And you're proving, like you were saying about marriage, you're, you're they, it Seamus's demonizes point. children born out of wedlock. You're, you've no, proved okay. Seamus's point. There, well, he wasn't making a point. He was, we were just having a conversation. What? He made a point. I said because Christians are having children more than the left, the future will be Christian conservative. Yeah, but that's Seamus what that's said, a one plus one equals two argument. That's not how humans work. Seamus said the hand that cradle rocks the world, and you, you you disagreed and said it's fading away. Then you went on to say that despite all of the things that happened throughout history, the religion persisted and evolved and was changed and all of that, whether it's true or not. You're arguing that instead of fading out and dying, it was reinvigorated and re-embraced and expanded to the point where it's bigger than it's ever been throughout history. Because there was universal truth beneath the sins. There was a truth that, that persisted throughout the ages beneath the sins. And in the same way, the sins of the Roman Empire are not an indictment of God. The sins of our founding fathers are not an indictment of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, There is a difference between ideas and the application of those ideas. And then this is something that even conservatives have had trouble trying to articulate to people who don't necessarily believe in God. Many people who don't believe in God don't necessarily believe in a traditional view of America or American citizenship, and it is a great info war. Um, slavery is not an indictment of America's foundational values. In fact, the Constitution was used to justify freeing the slaves. So it actually vindicates that our Constitution and our American founding values were were brilliant and, and were inclusive in, in some ways and were humane. But the application of them in the early stages was certainly not. But but those things aren't an indictment of the ideas uh, themselves, and and the and, and certainly not an indictment of of God. Well, I, I know a lot of people that call themselves Christian that yeah. go to church and then they get wasted. True. And like you fucking, your body's a temple, really. Like is that that's what? the point? Of, that's, you you want to say that your body completely true, and that they'll just go like. Again, but while, no, Christians don't, don't, don't need to point. worship Christ. You don't need to worship Jesus to be a Christian. Does it like, say not to drink beer in the Bible? No, so yeah, you, you cannot drink to the point of excess. You can't get drunk, which is to say, yeah, which is to say, you can't drink to the point where you are no longer able to make good decisions. Right. And how insane, like, come on. That's like the biggest hypocrite, criticism of, of like modern culture. People call themselves Christian and they destroy themselves. Like, come on. Well, all, yeah, I mean, look, there have been hypocrites in the Christian faith throughout all of history. Judas is one of the, the first bishops, right? And he betrayed Christ. I don't know. Uh, that's all ancient text stuff, man. I don't know if it's real or not. 230 to 250 million Americans are Christian. And so I think one important point is that while the percentage may be lower than it was before, mm. of pe- there are still substantially more Christians but I, I, in the look, country. I'm a Christian, and I, I've taught God as much as anybody who comes on here probably uh, somewhat. But um, I agree with you, Ian. My, my point's not I, even I, not, I, not even to bring up religion in the first place. My point was that... As, as Seamus said, the hand that, uh, rocks people who identify as Christian conservatives are going to be the majority identify. But I agree with you when you say that a lot of people who say they're Christian don't necessarily follow the laws of the faith. Uh, so yeah, there, just like there's a referendum on what it means to be American, if we even want to have a country, mm-hmm. and that is the referendum right now. Do we want to have a country? There's a referendum on Christianity and what it means to be Christian, what it means to be Catholic. They're having that argument in the Vatican right now. There is going to be an ongoing argument about what it means to be or identify with these institutions and these cultural beliefs. Uh, again, that's not an indictment of the beliefs themselves. 
it's 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 an indictment of man's application of belief. I think that the, the ideals of Christianity are impossible to embody. I, 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 I'm the, the, the argument about religion itself is, is, is not relevant to the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that Christians are having children. Whether they truly believe in the Bible is totally immaterial. What matters is the left ideology will die because they don't have kids. Therefore, they argue for red states where there are more Christians to have abortion access because that will result in more Christians having abortions, whether or not they believe in. There's going to be there's going to be some young Christian girl who's like, I don't have a baby. I don't have. I'm going to go do it. If it's illegal, she's going to go to her parents, and say, what do I do? And they're going to say, we're going to support you. You're going to have the baby. This is, the, I think, a, a, a big reason whether co- co- uh, they're conscious of it or not. There are probably people on the left who realize since the 2000s, we have slowly been eroding. Yep. The, the leftist movement has been eroded. They're tr- they, they, I mean, if you look at a lot of the left movements, it's always been about eradicating religion. But they're losing yeah. because they don't have kids. The, so this is why the school choice fight is so m- important for the Democrats. They can't allow people to take their kids out of schools and choose where they want to go. This is why they're freaking out over the, the Supreme Court decision in Maine that allows people to get public funding and choose whatever school they want, religious or otherwise. This is why they're freaking out about a coach who prayed for himself and students decided they wanted to pray with him. They said, no, he's leading them in prayer. No, he was praying. They also decided to pray. People are allowed to speak. You can't stop them or fire them from doing it. They're losing. They're not having kids. And with the internet, Christians, Christian conservatives, or even hypocritical Christian conservatives, if they call themselves that, still are expanding, growing, and defending their values, defending their kids. This is also why they're so freaked out about the don't say gay lie. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we need to indoctrinate their kids because we don't have any. And this is why they're screaming, don't say pray. Universal laws. And and the real scary part is, in my opinion, it's a stopgap. Because if the LGBTQism indoctrination doesn't work, they're going to be the ones who abandon the idea of democracy. The fastest. Believe that the push for artificial intelligence and this whole automation-driven transhumanism idea is the... Um, is the uh, plan B, you could say, uh, no, no pun intended. It's the plan B for if the indoctrination doesn't work. And in the automation AI world, there will be no more democracy. And that's what they plan on doing. And that's what you see um, many, many factions of our government doing right now and going after conservatives like Steve Bannon. It's just we're going to create a banana republic where the ideas of justice, democracy, freedom are completely relative. And we'll, we'll make them up as we go. Yeah, it feels like um, we are headed towards a more conservative future if we do this right. Like things have gotten way too wacky and like ready for change at a, at a drop of a hat. Like we need to conserve our values. But the only the reason I brought up that I don't think it'll be a Christian conservative is because I think people are bastardizing the word Christian, calling themselves Christian on paper, going sitting in a church, repeating words, but they don't live like it. I think you're well, biased. You have I, to, I think well, I think you're biased. I think, I think you have a negative view from media depictions of what a, of what a Christian is. Maybe you might be right about that. Because like of the Christians we've had here, has any one of them have been in any way as you've described it? Oh, everyone's like no one's perfect. Yeah, Shrek, what, drinks. You know, I mean, yeah, but like I don't well, get being, sure. Being sure, Christian, sure. being Christian isn't perfect. And, dr- and drinking is not a we, sin we, as long as you're not drinking to excess or getting drunk. Same as you tell me Which if I'm wrong, but yeah. my my concept of being Christian fundamentally is: Do you believe in sin or don't you? Hmm. 
I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the anchors. And so when you say that there are Christians who people who identify as Christian who are hypocrites, the, the distinction there is that they believe in sin and they may be sinning, but they do believe that it is a sin and that there's a, a metaphysical accounting that they can then be redeemed from by, by having faith or by asking for repentance. And people who don't believe, they don't believe in a metaphysical accounting and, and it's kind of, uh, most of them believe in karma. Which is the same thing, essentially, but they, you know, but some people don't believe in a, uh, universal accounting at all, and that's dangerous. I think they're, they're obviously fake Christians. There are people who claim to support a lot of ideas they don't support. There's a lot of people who are like, who are woke, who say they hate racism, but then they're super racist. There are a lot of people who claim to be Christian, and you see these videos of them, you know, screaming and, and spitting on people. I also think that there is a media depiction of a Christian that is just outright not true. Of all of the religious people we've had come here, not a single one of them was as you described. Oh, I mean, we sit with people for an hour and a half. I don't know those people. Yeah. Sure. But, they, what do they think about when they're alone in their room at night? Like, I don't know. But uh, they've not screamed at you. They've not, uh, you, you've not witnessed any of them be as you've described a Christian. Christianity is held. It's a really weird thing. You're supposed to be like this benevolent, angelic thing that has That's no sin. True. You've washed That's away. That's not what we believe. Or you're just guilty about. Right, no, no, no. And this is betraying exactly the Catholic Church. And it's like, like what the- you sit in front of Seamus all the time. And you say things like, this is what it's supposed to be, but you've never bothered to actually sit down with Seamus and ask him what he believes. Well, I mean, so my, my, Seamus my, my, believes that when he drinks wine and eats bread, it's literally the body of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm not dr- eating wine and drinking bread in that instance, but yeah, no, I do believe in transubstantiation. I, I believe in the, the Holy Eucharist. I do. Like that, so, so say that but you know one that's, thing that's, I believe, not, that's not relevant it, to the point I'm making. The it point means I'm making that it's is, not re- you cannot, a piece of bread is not literally a human being. The point I'm making is that Seamus does believe that, and he is not lying about what he believes. And you consistently depict Christians as, like, rabid... Well, you're saying yeah. if, if a dad I, I just, tells I his kid, make a point hey, here. kid, this bread is literally a human body, that's the kid's going to be like, I don't about. believe that, that's, Dad. That's not what we're talking about. Well, you're saying on. kids are Christian parents are going to have Christian kids. That's not how it works. When you lie to your kid and tell them something is what it's not, the kid sees through it. That's not true. So, Ian, there, there's a couple kids things get, here. Kids are impression, uh, uh, impressed upon by their parents and adopt their parents' values. And, and there's just a, there's a few things I want to mention because there's something I really want to touch on here. To be Christian, there, there's two tiers here, right? You're sort of discussing hypocrisy, and hypocrisy is a real phenomenon. But there's a difference between being someone who makes a mistake and sins, which everyone does, and Christians acknowledge that, and we call ourselves sinner. And, and, and someone who says, I actually don't believe this is a sin, I'm going to do it anyway while calling myself Christians. Now, you insinuated earlier that I'm a hypocrite because I drink, even though nothing in my faith prohibits drinking, as long as you're not getting drunk. Because you don't know anything about my religion. You don't know what I believe because you haven't taken the time to ask me, but you were willing to make an accusation about me in front of literally tens of thousands of people. I was told by a Catholic that I'm going to hell because I don't believe Jesus is the Son it of God. Does that justify? But does that you justify that? any of what I just said? Well, I mean, I'm asking you about your, your faith. Point. My you point just is, told me you I don't made, know anything about you, your faith. You I'm, made I'm an accu- but My point is, you made an accusation towards me, which insinuated I don't know what you're drinking is like. I've seen you get somewhat drunk. It's not that big of a deal. Well, but yeah, I, I've, you know. I've, I think you you drink to the point where you're you're feeling a little bit like happy, you're bubbly, but you cannot drink to the point where you're making bad decisions. Dude, I don't even care. So, but the point is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I care about like, people that you, are hypocrites. You brought it up, but you brought it up as, exactly to insinuate that I'm a hypocrite, but you never stop to ask me about any of this or what the faith teaches. And so I think that's really unfair because we've known each other for a long time, and especially if there is something you think I'm hypocritical on, then you have a conversation with a person instead of waiting until you're on air to try to make an accusation I don't, towards I don't them want to be personal. Everyone. Yeah. But I then, fair enough. But I think what matters most is 
you've known Christians who have said and done things to you that have hurt you. And I, yeah, I think that stinks because look, Christians are, are human beings and we also make mistakes. I've seen Christians but insult also, people. For like, sure. What? For sure. But, but my point is, we don't become Christian because we believe other Christians are perfect. We become Christian because we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that but he's that, perfect. That's that not doesn't enough. require, but it doesn't require believing that other people are perfect. That doesn't require being a perfect person. But the whole like believing that Jesus is not what makes you anointed. It doesn't give you the power of anointing. Like, so, so I, I, I got to be that. I, I got to stop you because this conversation is not going anywhere. The point I made was Ian. You, you've asserted something about Christians that has not appeared before you out of the entire time we've done the show and had numerous Christians come on talking about their faith. My question is, how could you believe in a, a, a general negative depiction of all Christians or, or, or a large sum of them or a majority of them or a plurality when you've not encountered any of those stereotypes in any of the Christians that we've had come here and not just the people who've been on the show, but even people who work here? That's what I don't understand. I've seen like, Christians behave cruelly. Sure, sure. Cruelty. People, Christians that are lustful. I've seen Christians that are, get angry, which is wroth, which is a sin. Um, I, it's not so, a sin. Wait, in, what context, can I ask, in what context is getting angry a sin? Wroth. What? Wrath. wrath, yeah. So, wrath does not exclude, wrath does not, um, condemn righteous indignation. There are things we should be angry about. So, you True. basically are saying that, being angry at all is sinful and makes a Christian a hypocrite. But again, you don't know what Christians believe about anger or wrath. The the the, the point is, is is just this: you've you've made several points on several different shows about Christians generally being this hypocritical or negative thing, even though at the very least you could argue there are you know you've actually met more Christians who are nice and do adhere to their faith than who don't. But you still maintain the negative over the positive. I usually have good interactions with people in general because that's what I give people when I interact. I, I, with I just feel like if 250 million people in this country identify as Christians, I don't think most of those people are hypocritical. I don't think. I don't most really of, care how you I think identify a lot of hip, hip, them. Hip, hip, it doesn't make you a good them. person. Like you can say on that's paper, do "I'm a Christian." About. It doesn't make you a Christian. That's it doesn't do make you a good person. Well, yeah. I, I, I not everyone who calls Lord Lord will be saved. But, right? but Seamus, you would you would agree with this, and and I think there are many Catholic theologians and, and devout Christians who are much much more in alignment when they're with their faith and their, in their everyday life than I surely am. That would tell you, uh, Ian, that. The decay of America or the decay of society is the failure of the church. Yeah. And the, hip, the hypocrisy totally of the church and that, that them not being the, the moral shepherd that they were supposed to be in, in a variety of ways is partially in, or mostly to blame for how wayward society has, has gotten. Um, so no, nobody who is again, what, what, what I think what Tim is trying to say is that Nobody who's really Christian, who has a well-formulated worldview on Christianity, is trying to abnegate the culpability of Christians in the, the the wayward ways of the world at all. I think most Christians, in fact, who are real Christians and not just virtue signaling like the left does, will tell you, no, Christians are actually to blame for, for how things have gotten. I'll, I'll put it this yeah. way. I, kind of what I'm saying is I grew up Catholic. I went to church. What I saw of Christians depicted on TV didn't make sense to me because I did not know anybody at my church who acted that way right. as the, as the media would, would portray them. Yeah. Ian, you've also not been to church, have you? A few times. Yeah. 
Like you've actually gone, the when I was younger, I went uh, I went to a, an outdoor Catholic church once. I went to a Methodist church once. I went to a youth group for often every Sunday. I would go like for three and hours. The people there were generally they like were just mean they, kids, and they would play basketball. And so, so I think that's the example of it. Uh, I see how the left depicts Christians. I see how Jordan Klepper and Comedy Central goes to events and po- finds people to caricaturize and mock and portray negatively. And then I think about the people I met growing up. Then I think about how I had this moment in my life where our church actually kind of slighted my family and my family stepped away from them, made me a bit angry, and, and it felt like these people were lying. And then I met someone who wasn't Christian who talked to me about Jesus, and I was like, oh, they were just bad people. Yeah, people and then, like- I, and then I realized something as I started to travel around. I remember being at Occupy Wall Street and seeing a conservative pro-life protest, and they were all like, oh, man, we're going to go there. Be careful. We're infiltrating. That's what the left said. We shove us a bunch of old ladies waving American flags, and they were waving and smiling, and I was like, none of these people are mean. And then I hear people give general negative depictions of, of religious people. I'm like, I wonder if that's just a negative media portrayal stereotype, because if 250 million people in this country identify as Christians, certainly not 250 million people are walking around angry or hypocritical. In fact, not even the majority or plurality of them are typically angry, at least when you see them in person on Twitter. Yeah, they've probably got that angst and anger. But for the most part, when you go outside and touch grass, the people you're talking to, probably Christian. And not, not all that mean. Actually kind of nice. If you collapse in the middle of the street, in the middle of anywhere in this country, someone's going to run up and try and help you for the most part. In some places, they don't. But what I mean to say is, regardless of the religion, I just think it's absurd to caricaturize and stereotype people as generally negative and, and hold that view of them. Hypocrites. Because people will tell me, they'll be, they'll be like, dude, it doesn't matter what I do. I can do whatever I want because if I believe in Jesus, he forgives me when I die. I've never Who met said that. Yeah. Oh, kids growing up that were taught by their parents from the church. They're like, oh, all, all, all my sins will be forgiven if I believe kids? in Jesus. Children? Yeah, other, like Come friends, on. high school kids and whatever. That's part of the reason why it's a sin. And that's part of the reason why it's a sin and egregious to kill a baby in the womb. Mm. Because. No, go ahead, go ahead. Hey. Yeah, because ch- children don't have a, 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 a what 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 Aquinas did, what he did for Christianity, what what Christianity solved was a merger between uh, uh, Judaism, you could say, and first principles of of Greek and uh, uh, Aristotelian thought, and it and and the Catholic belief, the modern Catholic belief, is that the Holy Spirit doesn't exist in and of itself necessarily; that it is embodied and perfected with the human rational mind. And that to live and to think, to have thought, to know God is actually the, the, the height and strive of Christian and Catholic belief. And when you rob a fetus of their growth and maturity and faith, that is the ultimate sin. Mm. You've, you've taken the innocence of a child. Also, I will say the Holy Spirit chats. does exist external to, uh, like the Holy Spirit does exist independent of us, but yes, works independent through us. Yeah, 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 through but us. still works right. through us. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com, sign up to be a member. We're going to have a members-only show at 11 p.m. It's the after-hours show where we swear, and it's not very family-friendly, but it is good fun. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, uh, TimCastIRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Let's read some super chats. Grofty says, buck, buck, buck. Yes. I have good news for fans of Chicken City. Well, it's sort of good news. We've created an outdoor area so the chickens can get access to the mulberries. It's a fenced-off area. It won't keep them safe at night. But during the day, it keeps them corralled so they can have fresh grass. And there are mulberries everywhere. And I had to chase these dumb little things around today because they wouldn't go back inside. <laughs> so, yeah, good fun. 
But uh, that's good news for the chickens, of which there are many. And we're also starting Cocktown. Yeah, we're going to try and figure out Cocktown. It's uh, the, the, the roosters. Yeah, the oh roosters. Oh what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Come on, guys. Is it, we're talking about roosters. You guys have dirty minds. The roosters can't live with the girls because they'll fight. So all of the boys, roosters, also known as cocks, yeah. need to be brought, or cockerels, to uh, Cocktown. Nice. And yeah. that's cock, C-O-C-H. What? Cock. Is that how you spell? Well, that's how you spell cockerel, I think. It's C-O-C-H, no, it's C-O-C-K-E-R-E-L. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, cockerels. The, the inner, inner ear is the cockerel, C-O-C-H. Isn't that right? I don't know. Cochlear. Yeah. Cochlear. Cochlear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Coke. Mr. Slytrip says, why is abortion legal the day before birth in Colorado, but under H.R. 724, it's a federal crime to intentionally stop a toad? <laughs> It's true, for, yeah. Oh, my God. It actually is. This is so insane to me. That is, Don't stop the toad, sick. man. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Robert Knight says, as an independent voter in Colorado, I got both ballots. The Democrat ballot had one option per position, whereas the Republican ballot had multiple. Mm. Interesting. All right. Khalil Rose says, if AOC becomes president, I'm moving to Canada. Oh, wait. It sucks there, too. It's even <laughs> worse there. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Luke's always talking about Chiron in Mexico. Yeah. It's the anarchic state. It's like they've got no government. You just go there and live. And there you go. It's one way to do it. El Salvador. Yo. They got a place called Bitcoin Beach where a bunch of like tech entrepreneurs and Bitcoin maximalists and crypto heads are buying property in El Salvador because their economy is booming. Their crime is, de- is, is, is decreasing. This is crazy. When they introduced Bitcoin into El Salvador, apparently they banked the whole country overnight. Like all of a sudden, the entire population had access to a financial, a digital financial account. And I, I, I was told this fact check, because I don't know if it's true, that they gave everyone $30 in crypto mm. to kickstart the Bitcoin economy. So all of a sudden, everybody started spending money like crazy and the economy just went boom. Wow. Hey, cryptocurrency, man. I love it. Wow. And, and, uh, that's one way to get past the Federal Reserve, huh? Okay. All right. Storm. Huffman says, Seamus, sad to see you go. You have been a critic, you have been critical in making me look at Catholicism in a better light. What is your biggest criticism of the church? Oh, that, well, thank you very much. And I, I really appreciate that. That's a good question. So, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe in, in Catholicism and the Catholic Church. If, if there's a criticism I have, it's basically just going to be with, uh, the way the people in the church behave, the way all of us behave. But ultimately, that's something that's known to us based on, the scriptures, right? We, we know that, uh, the earliest Christians, they made mistakes. Um, we talk about Judas and I mentioned him as the first bishop. Well, look at the first Pope, Peter. I mean, he denied Christ three times yeah, before wow. repenting, right? And yeah. so we have to, w- the, my biggest criticism of the church is me. If I was holier, if I was better, if I followed in, in Christ's footsteps more effectively, um, I would be meriting more graces for the world. And I think ultimately, if you are Catholic, your biggest criticism of the church should be yourself. We Are Change says, is Potato Man leaving? <laughs> Potato Man saw, indeed leaving. I saw that he said he can't take the heat. Well, let me tell you something, Luke. Let me tell you something, <laughs> man. All right. You and I, we'll do a little stream of our own where we can hash some of this out without the referee, without Tim stopping us from going to town. But yes, I am going to be leaving for a little while. And I know you're going to miss me, Luke, which is why I think you should go to freedomtunes.com, become a member for five bucks a month. Oh, he's, uh, Seamus is actually going yeah. on a mission Very to important. preach the good word of Freedom Tunes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not actually the religion. He wants, you know, to people to watch yeah, Freedom yeah, Tunes. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's read some more. <laughs> 
PP Storm says a pile of rocks is smarter than AOC. Sure, a picture of a pile of rocks is smarter than AOC. Hmm. All right. The Katie uh, KL Tanker says, please look into Randy Cox and the New Haven police. Another reason we need constitutional carry nationwide. Man ended up paralyzed for a possession of a handgun without a permit. Maybe more to story. I think I saw that. Was that the guy who was who, who was given the nickel ride? He was. There was a. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If there's, a, there's a story where a guy was sitting in the back seat of a wagon, and the police slammed the brakes on, so he flew forward and broke his neck, and it was for illegal possession of a handgun. And I read that story, and I'm like, what's illegal about possessing a handgun? Did he lose his right to possess it, possess it through due process, or did they find a guy who didn't have a permit, so they paralyzed him? And the crazy thing is. I don't know if it's the same story, but this dude, they dragged him out. He's like, I can't move. And they're like, you're fine. And they drag him out. Yo, when you have a spinal injury, they can't move. They're supposed to move you. The paramedics have to come in very carefully because they can make it worse. The cops just drag him out. Mm. Dude, we got problems with police. All right. I'll shout out in these circumstances, this stuff should not be happening. But what do you do? I guess the cops are just, they, they don't tolerate it because people will lie and claim and like piss themselves and stuff like that. But maybe what we need is... One EMT with every arrest? Is that what you have to do? This guy, he's paralyzed from the chest down now. And when I saw the story, I got really mad because Ben Crump is involved. And I'm like, you've lost all credibility. But yeah. regardless, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. No, I think, I, and I said this last time, I think policing has become a byproduct of a, a system that that is okay with whatever level of, of moral decay and, and chaos ensues. And then they throw it on the police. And, and, and not only do they throw it on them, but they actually, uh, under train them and underfund them so that they can be the scapegoat. So yeah, policing has become one of the most corrupt, uh, things that, that go on in the country. Michael Alio says when Republicans win this year, they should codify into law the other rights that Dems are worried will be taken away. Miscegenation, contraception, etc. Dare Dems to oppose it as we remove their fundraising talking points. Yes. Republicans should, first of all, codify uh, miscegenation, which is mixed race cohabitation and marriage. And they should be like, Democrats, you're right. We hereby propose the bill for you. And then Democrats will be forced to oppose it, won't they? Or they'll sign on and have no talking point because then these things won't be taken away. And contraception as well. Republicans can be like, yeah, yeah, the, these, these things are fine. <laughs> what do you what do you think? You think the Republicans should codify cons- right to cons- contraception? No, no. You don't I think don't. so? No, I, 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 just, I don't think that's fundamentally a conservative thing to do. What also, about there are a number Well, because the thing is, there are a number of contraceptive methods that are abortifacients too, right? That's right. true. What, yeah, what, yeah. But miscegenation, you'd agree with? Law, codify into law the right to mixed race marriage. Oh, and, of course, of course. And cohabitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Take away their talking points. Uh, yeah, well, the, also the idea that like Republicans wanna would want to like ban interracial marriage. It's just not, <laughs> like, it's Clarence Thomas them, is an interracial it's be, marriage. It's because <laughs> to them, these people are dumb. Everything is racist all the time, right? They're 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 making memes while they're claiming Clarence Thomas is just trying to get an annulment from his wife. That's hilarious. That's, That's they're really like, funny. he's trying to annul miscegenation uh, ruling so that his wife, it's like, just get a divorce, dude. You know what? I don't uh-huh. think abortifacients are birth control. That doesn't. I so mean, there are not fertilization control, I should hmm. say. Birth control is a different thing. You want to make sure the baby isn't born, but, but that's kind of sickening almost. Or, con- or fertilized or conceived, right? But I think that there are a number of um, 
of birth control methods that do have the capacity to be abortifacients. So there's some where it's like it's not entirely clear if it's preventing conception or if it's just aborting immediately after the conception or preventing implantation, something like that. All right. Jordan Z says, saw Catalina Loft, won her primary up here in northern Illinois. I saw her a couple of weeks ago at my town's parade. I told her I saw her on your show. She said you were cool. LOL, keep up the good work. That's cool that you won her primary. It is a D plus 11 district. But considering the polling... It very well may flip. So I'm excited for it. Make it happen. Catalina, you gotta go out there, you gotta knock on doors, and you gotta tell everybody to vote for you. There we go. Matthew Velasquez says John Cena parodied Trump on SNL. Zelensky parodied the presidency in Ukraine. Cena Cortez twenty twenty four. Why are they still having Trump on 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 SNL? It's it's like it's just so weird to me. Yeah. They're desperate they're hoping he'll say something that the press will report as true so that like they'll have something to talk about. Like Trump's SNL character says this. I want to. I want to call out Seamus real quick. Yeah, what do you call, call, call him out? Do it right now. Jason says the rainbow is the biblical symbol to Noah as a covenant. Yeah, I'd like to see the rainbow more often. Seamus, put the rainbow behind you. <laughs> Why not? If it's like an actual rainbow and yeah. not in the form of a game. I mean, look, we need to take yeah. it back, folks. We need to take it back. I take agree. it back. It was we ne- we never exactly. Lost it. Well, in our culturally, we have unfortunately, but yeah, we got my my issue is. I agree. Yeah. You should never allow them to act to have made. Th- there should be no nothing that they do that says to you you can't use your own symbols. I would agree with you. I would agree with. I you. hate that they they want to left hijack diversity is another one. Yes, they've hijacked diversity, and and it's obviously not a diversity of thought. It's a diversity of of physical representation or or uh, you know chosen identity. But but yeah, that's another one that they've they've hijacked. Let how about. We, uh, we reach out to one of our, uh, our awesome fans who've done this, this woodworking for us and we get a, a rainbow that says God's covenant to Noah. Yeah, beautiful. Put that Let's you. do it. I would 100%. I would well, 100%. All right. <laughs> it's, 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 it was a symbol of Christianity, uh, or, or Abrahamic religion mm-hmm. before it was a symbol of anything else. That's mm-hmm. right. Cultural, will... cultural appropriation. Exactly. <laughs> and, and what is the left able to do? All the left is able to do is steal and twist. Right? They don't, why don't, why don't original. Uh, they take other concepts, they bastardize them, they destroy them. How about you, you make flags that have a rainbow on it? From like edge to edge, and, and it an says, arc in front of it, and it says God's covenant to Noah. Yeah, or not even the ark. I Just mean, a little arc. Well, a, I think a cross or something. Because I think the ark. Well, because I think if you put a cross, people would be like, "Oh, he's a pro LGBTQ Christian." But I think if it's, I think if it's oh, the the ark. Uh, the ark, then it's clear that you're referring to the the flag as a promise or the rainbow as a promise. And then if all Christians started flying that flag, yeah, yeah, and then just Christian fascism has never not been a symbol. No, of God's covenant to Noah. No, they stole right. it. Well, then you should never have stopped using it. Well, look, I was not the one who made that decision. And yeah. I think a lot of churches still do. Like, so use I'm, it I'm, I, 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 I do want to give an update. I am working on getting that, uh, LGBT pride video up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the issue is a copyright. So just trying to figure out wh- where we can find a video that is, that's cleared of copyright. And, um, I'm really interested to hear what these ad agencies will have to say. They're going to say that's inappropriate. I'll be like, really? but there are children there. Certainly you don't think pride is inappropriate for children, do you? There are children at the event. Mm. Say it. Say it publicly. Let me post that email where the ad agency says, we think pride parades are inappropriate for children. I'd love <laughs> to show everyone what you think. I love so it. it's a question of like, if an ad agency denies showing this ad, then people aren't going to understand because they're not going to see the ad. All they're going to know is that a company tried putting up an, a video of a pride parade with children that was family friendly and the ad agencies refused to do it. 
or the ad agency can come out and say, here's why, and explain what the video was, and then people will understand why it wasn't put up. Or they can choose to put the ad up of the old fat man twerking in front of a little girl and, and, and then waving to her, and they can say, see for yourself why we didn't want to run it, but then they'll have run it. So I think it's it's an untenable situation. However, we got to do it right. So uh, I'm talking to some people. We're looking for uh, videos that clearly depict what it you know what was going on, and we have uh, clearance on copyright issues for running it as an advertisement. They'll try and make some arguments like, you know, they're clearly going to say it's not appropriate, and like that's great. Just make the public statement that pride parades, pride events are not appropriate for little kids. Yeah, for for anybody. Yeah, for for ad space. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, adults are going to see it. Is that is that not okay? Well, of course they won't allow it. That, that that's the thing. When you have these videos coming out of these pride events where people are fully nude and doing these things, it is people turning their faces away and saying, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah. But what happens when someone says, I want to put it in a magazine. I want that photo in a magazine. I want, on the, I want a full page ad in the New York Times. Then they'll all start saying, no, we don't accept it. It's like when the parents went to the, the hearings over schools and said, I'm going to read from you a passage from a book you approve for my classroom. And then they shut their mics off like, no, no, you can't read that stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Hypocrisy. I think it was the libs of t- TikTok that showed the video of uh, the drag the drag stripper show in Duluth, Minnesota, my 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 home state, where they had the the little five and six year olds right in the front row, and yep. the, they were giving them dollars to yep. give to the the the, the and drag then there's some videos where they put it in their thongs and g strings. Yeah. yeah. All right. Normative said Bryson Gray is suing Spotify for censoring Pride Month. You can still find it on YouTube. Hilarious video. Interesting. Hmm. I'll check it out. All right. Julianne Boone says, I'm concerned about Ian's posture. He should sit up straight with his shoulders back. Thanks. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah. You are right about that. That's my, that's my pinned tweet. I'll be fixing my posture this year. Thanks for reminding me. Monkey D. I got Joe pee. says, I think it's what's holding me back. Monkey D. Joe <laughs> says, you have the best content on YouTube. Oh, we know. That's right. Okay. And that, that also means that Seamus doesn't. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically you're right, logically, but they're just wrong. They're wrong. Batman says the modern pride flag is a hidden swastika divided into four parts. I don't know if it was deliberately done by Nazis slowly influencing the takeover of the flag's design, similar to the eBay yellow or white situation, or if it's just a happy coincidence. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Someone, um, they got suspended from Twitter for doing that. Yep. They, you, if you take the pride flag. You make and, four of them. And you have one yeah. pointing left, one pointing up, one pointing right, and one pointing down. It makes a swastika. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> scary. It's like metaphysical coalescing mm-hmm. spirits. So yeah, strange. Well, there you go. Remember when that Tariq Nasheed guy made a logo for his company, and it was a it was a negative space swastika. <laughs> so it was like if you take a swastika and then color in the white portions and then white out the black portions. That's what he made. Wow. So it's like everyone's like, "Bro, that's a swastika." It's like, "No, it isn't." And they're like, "Dude, it's a swastika." <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So weird that people do this, man. All right. Excited for now. Excited for now says, just seen that Briar is is retiring tomorrow instead of later this year. Not surprised. Wonder what they threatened him with. No, the the it's over. The uh, aren't they issuing their last ruling tomorrow? I think they did like so. an extra day so they can issue the last ruling, and then the session uh, the, the session is over. So Katanji Brown Jackson will come in, and yep. then the session will start up again next year. I think. I don't know, but whatever. The a liberal is being replaced by a far leftist, so I don't think that'll change a whole lot. And then when Trump gets reelected, he's going to replace many more justices and it's going to be like a seven to two conservative court or an eight to one. Adam Brenneman says Maj Touré directly cited along with Dred Scott in SCOTUS ruling, all gun laws are racist. 
No. Yes, I agree. Correct. It was. It's rooted in racism. Good and uh, and the left, they should be coming out and saying it's racist. Yeah, a lot of drug laws are rooted in racism, too. Nixon oh, yeah. used those marijuana laws to go after the Black Panthers and the hippie movement and stuff. I posted a meme, and it's like, this is Randy, and it's a black dude. And it's like, Randy posts an innocent video with him and his son at the range. This is Karen. She freaks out and reports it to the authorities. And then it's like, uh, uh, biased police go to a court and get a, uh, a warrant for the removal of his firearms. And then it shows three cops in armor. And it's like, at 3 a.m., armed officers kick in Randy's door his son and wife are screaming in terror and he's killed instinctively trying to defend his family. And I'm just like, if you thought stop and frisk was bad, red flag laws are 10 times worse. But for me, it's not an issue of race. For the left, it is. And yeah. so the left should be hearing that and being like, oh, you're right. Instead, they're just like, no, nah, we don't care yeah, because they're I, hypocrites. I wanted to say something on behalf of Maj. Shout out to Maj Ture. I like him. Um, it's, they are, they, it is, it is race, uh, racism as well, but it's really just anti-freedom. And I think a lot of people's concept of America is flawed in this way and that we, many of us today, believe that the American government should secure our freedom. It was never intended for the American government to secure your freedom. You have the rights to secure your own freedom and in your community come together and coalesce to, to defend your freedom. And, and when you pair the Second Amendment with uh, the independent business owner, a nation of shopkeepers, you get a safeguard against economic imperialism and tyranny. And that's what America was supposed to be. And many black people need to understand that going forward so they can vote the right way. All right. Jedi Mindtrick says, Ian says abortion does not meet the definition of murder. Murder is defined as the unlawful premeditated killing of a human by another. Fetuses are not alien. They aren't cats. They are human. Yeah, wait, what? I mean, it depends on the, the jurisdiction, I suppose, whether or not it's a murder. I... I don't think so, based on what he's... I don't think that's the point he's making. He's making the point that if murder is defined as the unlawful premeditated killing of a human, and fetuses are human... And if it's, oh, lawful, to kill, if it's lawful to kill the fetus, then it's not a murder. That's the point. Mur you, you, no, the, the law is homicide. Murder is a noun. He just said murder is the illegal killing of a human. If it's murder not is defined illegal, as the unlawful premeditated killing of a, one human by another. Unlawful. So if oh, it's okay, not so unlawful, then it's not murder. So if it's not unlawful to kill a human being, then it's a, then it's allowed. Then it's not murder. It's still homicide. Right. Well, homicide then. Use that word. Okay. All right. Armored Jester says, Ian, it took 20 days to get my son's birth certificate. You need to chill on the weed and look into these things before you speak in ignorance. Yeah, whatever. First breath. When they're born. That's the first thing I said. So what if we like, in order to protect the baby, at like six months or at like four months, we stick a snorkel up in there. Oh, and then almost there, breath. Tim. We're very close. They're going to have neural nets soon. The babies will be leading the way. But don't the, ba the babies are breathing when they're in the womb. I think they're in, in liquid. I don't know. No, they, they actually yeah. inhale amniotic fluid to strengthen their lungs. Yeah, mm -hmm. They inhale and exhale it. Okay, cool. You can't so have, a, you you can't have a heartbeat if you're not breathing. I guess if you're sucking... Well, they're taking... But they're actually getting oxygen through the umbilical cord, right? Yeah. But they do exercise their lungs in the, uh, in the womb. MD says, if you think the pride flag is ridiculous, pull up the Brooklyn Nets pride flag. I honestly <laughs> thought it was a troll. We all saw that when Dude. we brought it up. I don't, I don't know what it is. What it's that? just like every possible flag of any kind of sexuality mashed into one weird thing. What? And it's like, what is this it, called? The, the Brooklyn Nets pride flag. Ooh, pr pride, pr pride month is a complete psyop. Oh, uh, well, well, MAGA month is coming up. It's time, yes. Yeah, you know MAGA month? Wow, that, yeah, I did see this the other I day. I got my online. profile That's picture wild. ready. You got it. So on MAGA month, everyone changes their profile pictures to American flags. 
because it's Fourth of July month. It's Independence. It's it's yeah, it's yeah. Make America Great Again month. Yeah, it's not about politics. It's about just loving your country oh and your God. neighbors and grilling hot dogs and burgers and blowing stuff up in the in the air with fireworks. Can, can I can I give an honest criticism of Donald Trump real quick? Of course, oh, yeah. absolutely not. There's no, such thing, <laughs> there's no such thing as an honest criticism okay, of Donald right, Trump. Geez. Yeah, he's he's perfect in every single way. <laughs> course, I, I yeah. think one of the one of the shortcomings of Donald Trump's messaging around MAGA. And not, I'm not not saying this to to be disparaging on him, you know, in in any real harsh way. But when I talk to people in my community in in CD5 in Minneapolis, they really believe "Make America Great Again" is a is a desire to take America back to a time when race relations were worse. Mm. And it's a huge info war because in the 1970s there was a moment where we had racial harmony coming out of the civil rights movement. And the security state intentionally tried to subvert that racial harmony that existed for a moment. But Make America Great Again is also based largely on foreign policy and trade. And there was a time in this country where we had a surplus and we were the center of manufacturing. And the main message behind Make America Great Again, I think people need to understand going forward, whether you traditionally identify as Republican or Democrat, is that the sovereignty of this country is being exported to another country that doesn't believe in human freedom at all, whether you believe in God or not, and that is China and the CCP. They don't believe in human freedom. They don't believe in human rights, and they don't believe in health care. Old people in China don't have the health care. So, I mean, that that's kind of an info war that I wanted to speak on. My all right. Leon Cintron says, The Constitution grants citizenship by birth, not by fertilization. The U.S. government doesn't enforce the Constitution on non-citizens until you are born on American territory or naturalized. The U.S. Constitution isn't applicable. Wrong! You are 100% wrong. The Supreme Court has already ruled the Constitution applies to non-citizens so long as they are here. That means tourists have free speech. Tourists have 2A. Tourists have a right to be free from uh, uh, search, you know, search and seizure and all, uh, all of these uh, um, uh, unwarranted. The Constitution absolutely applies to non-citizens. Well, that, that's been ruled on time Illegal time aliens. Yep, they get constitutional rights. That's right. They have free speech. They have 2A. They have all of these things. Now, with 2A, there's probably laws in many states about permitting, about uh, a non-resident, uh, um, uh, uh, non-resident but not non-citizen. John Galt says, Ian, if a U.S. woman is a homesteader and has a baby at home, doesn't get a birth certificate, is homeschooled at the age of 18, on the way to town to get his birth certificate and the driver uh, and uh, and driver's license, he's arrest arrested. Is he protected by U.S. rights? Yeah, I think we we already covered it. Uh, it's birth that gives you the U.S. citizen or the U.S. rights. But that's why I asked you, like, what if they're born in a in a, in a test tube? Like, what if they're in an amniotic bag, artificial bag? When do their rights start? on American soil? Yeah, the moment they're born into the bag. I guess born I into know. the bag. Yeah, is that how uh, that's how I imagine how that's work? How it uh, it's like when would you grant them? Like, when would you recognize their constitutional right. rights? Right, it's like an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing, I think, for a lot of people. Because if the baby's gestating in a in a glass case and you can watch it from day one of, of fertilization all the way through, you're going to think a lot earlier that it should deserve those rights, I bet. Theodore Hutch-Stetler says, here's what it means to be Christian. Quote, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. Well, there you go. Save from what? Eternal damnation. That's Let's right. grab it's a couple more. We'll just, do, we'll just do a couple more. We'll try and get as many as we can in. Wayne Martin says, to add to Royce's point, 
Have we heard any acknowledgments of the Roe v. Wade ruling from any of the churches or huge religious leaders? That's a good question. I know that um, I've had I've heard people saying that their their church, uh, you know, their their priest gave a good homily after Roe was overturned. I've also heard some people claiming that their priest uh, or pastor was condemning the ruling. It's a mixed bag, unfortunately. Hmm. Dan and S says, given our government's history on the issue of personhood, I find it disturbing that Ian wants to predicate human value on the government's definitions. Who else is good? What else are we going to predicate it on? Your feelings? You know, these are, these are very difficult moral questions, I suppose. But the challenge ultimately is, when does the government have the right to kill human? Whenever they want. Whenever Congress says it's the time. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's the reality. When the government says it, they do it. Obama's not in prison. It's supposed to be Congress that decides it, but the Patriot Act's insane. Obama straight up killed American citizens without charge or trial. Yeah. No accountability. The federal government is a Frankenstein. Yeah. All right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share the show with your friends? It's the sharing that really helps. We, we've actually started doing some marketing recently, and we're going to ramp it up because, uh, we've, we've never actually done it until this past month. So uh, that'll be fun. Over at TimCast.com, if you sign up, we're going to have an exclusive members-only show for you. So uh, check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll swear a lot. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TimCastNews, because we're actually launching a few channels. And I think Facebook actually took us out of the, the, the doghouse. They, 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 they demonetized me for covering January 6th, but they've restored the channel, I guess. So we're going to be posting there again. And you can follow me personally at TimCast basically everywhere. Royce, you want to shout anything out? RoyceWhite.us is, is our congressional website. Um, also started a few YouTube channels more recently. The Last Renaissance is one. It's covering my time in the big three. Also just cultural stuff and going on with me personally. And should be trying to get a podcast channel coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that as well. We'll be putting that content up on the Congress website. So Right on, right on. Amazing. Seamus Coughlin. Oh, man, I'm going to miss you guys. going to miss all of you. This has been great. And I... I love y'all. If if you haven't got enough of me yet, you can go over to freedomtunes.com, become a member for five bucks a month. You'll get an extra cartoon each week. You'll also get behind the scenes content and uh, I'll see you guys real soon. But it's okay. We've got uh, another Catholic here to replace James. Dirty we have Mary. Catholic. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, have a nice evening, everyone. Ian Crossland. Always great to see you, man. And you, you, I guess the referee was ju- was judicious, but. We need to go gloves off. You guys off. are supposed to do that like two hour conversation. You, okay, I mean, I've said, I, I, I've said before, I don't like, I talk about tomorrow the fa- when, when there's leaving? elements when of it that I know, but I'm not someone who's when are you leaving? qualified to debate this publicly in my opinion. Like I'll, I'll get into some arguments about it if, if a point comes up where I know someone's wrong. But when it comes to like a really in depth dive, I really want to do more reading first just to make sure I'm not saying like anything irresponsible or that misses the mark yeah, in some speaking way. Speaking of, I think which I've mentioned before, you're yeah. very like moralistic as I know, like a really moralistic guy. And when Tim asked me a direct question to criticize you, I said drinking. Like mm-hmm. I, that was like kind of lazy of me. Mm-hmm. So I would love to go deeper. I, I appreciate, no, and I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, yeah, not, not to on the point too much, but yeah, I mean, like Jesus drank the apostles, drank us. It's, it's not a sin to have, have alcohol. Also, they may have taken ergot. Oh, I don't agree with that. that. 
They also play disco music. What? <laughs> that's that's historically true. We're just making things up. With Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> right. I, I, with a straight face, have said historical inaccuracies, inaccuracies on a primetime show because we've already determined that's a Chad move. That's the way to go. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys feel like making up... No, I'm just kidding. There's nowhere you can go to make up stuff like that. AOC and Tim are a special class of person. Thank you very much for coming by this evening, Royce, for your big game tomorrow. Thank you, Seamus, for visiting and sharing your knowledge with us. I know you're not a theologian, but I feel like if you have a firmly held belief that you you have a right and a privilege to share it with people and to see if you can persuade them to think the way you think. Thank you. I, and I do my best. I really do do my best. I just, I try to be careful if that's like the specific topic. I would want to know like a specific thing you wanted to get into so that like I could make sure I was really well read yeah. on that specific part before we dove into it. All right, man. We'll figure that stuff out. Uh, it'll be really cool. Yeah. If you uh, uh, head over to TimCast.com for the members only show. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then. Bye guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.